Spurs var. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tom Spurs, and my favorite film of 2021 is The Eternals post-credit scene with Harry Styles. And I'm Aaron Murray, and my favorite film of the year is Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> Watch the one musical theater fan out there who loves that movie be like, hell yes, finally some <laughs> Finally, I have a fan. <laughs> the one Dear Evan Hansen stan. He has a picture of what's that guy's name? Oliver Platt. Oliver, is it? No. Ben Platt. Ben Platt. Isn't Oliver Platt like the old guy? <laughs> you know what? He could have been Evan Hansen. But I mean, to be fair, I, I would have changed the movie much. Yeah. Considering Ben Platt looks like he's about 70. <laughs> It looks like he's due for the retirement home, but he's, like, playing a high school student. <laughs> it's the hair. Honestly, God, yeah. you kept Ben Platt looking the exact same, and I would have probably, like, come closer to believing it. No, honestly, right, it is the hair. It's the Why hair. did they give him that weird curly hair? I have no idea. It, it, His hair looked fine in, like, the Broadway show. It just, like, was regular the, bog-standard hair. Because popularity means you, if you have curly hair, you are less of a person. <laughs> I don't know. Like being short. Yes. <laughs> if, you're, if you're under six foot, you're barely human. They should just put everyone else on stilts. Everyone in DNA Evan Hansen is just on stilts. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> it's, it's such a... Oh, anyway, anyway, that's not what we're here to... We're not here to talk about DNA Evan Hansen. No, we're here we're to not. talk about some actually good movies. DNA Evan Hansen is... Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> Best films of 2021. Yeah, it was a... Um, how? What did you think of 2021? I thought it was a good year. I, I don't know if it's just because I saw a lot of films this year. Yeah. This is definitely the, the year... This is the year I've seen the most films from. And, yeah. And I went out of my way to make sure I was watching good films. So I don't know whether or not because of that, I think this is a good year for cinema. Um, I would say it was a good year. Yeah. A good year. Better than 2020. Oh, absolutely. Although, admittedly, yeah. 2020 was like the world just paused. That's, for that's a while. the thing is, saying that 2020 was a bad year for cinema is like getting like yeah. a, a row of racers, of like sprinters, <laughs> yeah. whacking one in the knee and then going, why the fuck isn't he racing better? <laughs> when all the cinemas have to close because exactly. of what? And like... no films came out. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Literally nothing came out. Well, some films did. Tenet? Tenet did. Tenet came out. Remember when Tenet came out, Christopher Nolan said, no, everyone, be in, like, uh, you may be in a pandemic, but go to cinemas. <laughs> everyone, every, like, new show of Tenet, you walk in, and it's just, it's just a screener full of, like, dead bodies from COVID, <laughs> because everyone risked the disease to go and see it, and Christopher Nolan's like, oh, finally. I, I still can't get films. past that, how Christopher Nolan, the balls on that man to make a film that requires multiple viewings to be understood, <laughs> and is honestly, a cinema experience. Honestly, no, no, that is, like, I, I respect him for that, because <laughs> there's something so funny about someone making a film like that, like, for a time like that. And then releasing it in a global pandemic. Yeah, knowing it's a pandemic as well, and basically saying, I don't give a fuck. Go don't... and see it, you dickhead. Like... Don't just go and see it once. Go and see it twice, three times. Get the most out of Pennard. Like, it genuinely, like, I... Uh, like, you know, that film is mid. I'm sorry. It's Tenet, mid. It's Tenet's mid. mid. It's not, it's not that good. Yeah. 
I watched it and I was like, wow, I'm like risking my life for this. Like, I was thinking like, wow, I could just like die in this theater right now. Speaking of films that are worth dying for. Uh, 2021. 2021. I think it was a good year, like, all things considered. Yeah, like, it there's, starts there's, off a bit weak, but it got better. Yeah, the, the December was stacked. Yeah, it, it was one of them. Like, it kind of, when it started, it was really quiet. Yeah. Like, the, I'd say, like, the first, like, six months, maybe, like, three or four months. Yeah. I'd say maybe, like, was really quiet. And then it, like, heats up a bit. With, mm. like, Mortal Kombat and, like, Godzilla vs. Kong and those kind of films come out. Mm. And then it eventually just blew up, I think, from, like, September, October onwards. Oh, absolutely. And, like, it was just, like, a new thing every week. There's, I think, probably, if I was to compare this this year to even, I guess, even possibly 2020, um, there's, there's less films I'm super passionate about. But the ones yeah. I am super passionate about, I'm more passionate about. Yeah, like, I, I found myself with a lot of films, a lot of films that I was excited for. I was like, I didn't love as much as I was expecting to. Yes. But then a lot of films that I wasn't expecting to love, I actually did. Yeah, exactly. And it was like a weird year where like those, and I kind of like years like that, mm. where it's like, because obviously like, there's a lot of films I'm looking forward to. Yeah. And like there's, a lot, like, there's always like, oh, like, this looks good, or this looks good. I'm like, I mean, because there was a few like, you know, when I watched it, I'm like, yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Like, uh, Power of the Dog. Power of the Dog. Yeah, which I was like, I, I liked it. This I man's throwing it. some slander on. Power I liked of the it. Game. I liked it. I just on didn't. Power of the dog. I was ex- great. Film. I was expecting it to be a masterpiece. I was like, yeah, it was fine. It's 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 definitely. Ve- I think it's very good, um, which is why I'm giving it an honorable mention. Mm. Transition. Oh ho ho ho! Yeah, honorable mentions is what we're starting off with. Yeah, we have like how many honorable? Five? Do you have five honorable? I mentions? have five. I have five honorable mentions. Let's go through your honorable mentions. First. All right, all right, all right. We're just going to kind of briefly talk about these. Like, yeah, yeah, just, just run these through. So, Power of the Dog is obviously one of them. Mm-hmm. I think Power of the Dog was... I, I mean, I'm a sucker for westerns. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Power of the Dog was a really good... Like, it's obviously super slow. I do not recommend this film to anyone. But yeah. I think if you are if you like slow-paced westerns about toxic masculinity, then you know what? This probably is the film for you. I think, I think for me, I kind of wish I watched it in a cinema. Yes. I was, it was really, like, I was, because I ended up watching it at home on Netflix. I was like, mm, like, I liked it, but I think I would have loved it more if I actually was in a cinema. No, yeah, like, like exactly. Like, I, I just fully immerse. I think if you, it's the kind of film that's quite easy to get distracted mm. watching. But I did. Like, exactly. I initially was getting distracted, whereas I feel like in a cinema, like, I probably would have been like, yeah. It's a mood film. It. It's very much a mood film. Yeah. And Benedict Cumberbatch is fantastic, though. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Like, I watched it. I was like, honestly, like, a lot of it is very good. Yeah, like, yeah, The yeah. acting is really good. The writing, like, it's a very, very, very good film. Yeah. Like, 100%. I, just, I, I think, like, I was just expecting it to be, like, a 5 out of 5 masterpiece. No, absolutely. Like, like what is it? It wasn't. It was, like, a, it was a good film. Which oh, I'll take yeah, that. Yeah, yeah I'm happy yeah, yeah, to yeah. take that. I think it's... I, I really like it. I definitely can get, like, people, like not having a complete 100% reaction to it. Yeah. Um, even I'm still like this. I don't think it's as engaging as I wanted it to be. Um, it's definitely a little bit too long. Yes. I think. I think you probably could trim a little bit out of it. Yeah. Possibly. And speaking of too long, um, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh! Four hours long. Oh, <laughs> honest to God, wish it was slightly longer. You know what? Don't Walk Up felt longer. <laughs> it did. It did. <laughs> But um, Zack Snyder's Justice League is my superhero pick of the year. Um, 
in I mean I, I love Batman v Superman I think Batman v Superman's a masterpiece I think Man of Steel is a masterpiece mm-hmm. I think Zack Snyder's Justice League is a bit worse than both of them mm-hmm. but I think it's probably because it's four hours long and there's it, it yeah. has the flash I will fully admit that the flash in it is quite irritating yeah yeah like I haven't seen um either versions of Justice League um I haven't seen the Joss one. We're going to say we're going to watch I a four-hour would... film together. Because <laughs> the problem is, is like I do like Zack Snyder. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, um, I love Watchmen. Yeah. Like, Watchmen is fantastic. Um, Man of Steel, I think, has good ideas. Mm. But I think, fine. Mm. I, I, I think the problem with Man of Steel was I really like a lot of it, but then I don't like the third act. That's fair. No, that, that, I can, I and can, it's a similar I problem. It's a similar problem with Batman v Superman for me. I definitely get people not liking it. Like, not liking those films. Like, Zack Snyder is a very unique yeah, style. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I would happily watch more Zack Snyder DC movies. Yes. Like, I don't know if I have the energy to watch a four-hour one right now. <laughs> um, as much as I, you know, definitely want to watch it at some point. Yeah. I kind of, honestly, I kind of wish they put that in the cinema. Yes, same. Um, I would have loved if they put that in IMAX. Say for like a special show, and even if there was like incredible. an exhibition, would be incredible. Yeah, I honestly, because I was, I was kind of hoping that that's what they were gonna do, and that's mm. why I kind of saved myself from watching it. Yeah. I was like, if they done that, and I still think they might at some point, somewhere down the line, even if they put like an intermission in the in the middle of it. Yes, I would love to watch that in IMAX. No, absolutely, like force myself to watch it rather than like watching on a TV on a like on like a telly. No, yeah, completely. Like Zack Snyder is doing things in the superhero genre that no one else is doing. Yeah, and, and, I do, and I do respect him for that. Yeah, and he's taking, like, big dick swings. Yeah. Like, I mean, Zack Snyder's Justice League is not only filmed in a different aspect ratio. I know, it's filmed. For some <laughs> I reason. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why, but it is. Um, oh, and not only is it four hours long, but yeah. it, everything about it feels different to, like, a Marvel film. And it just works he gets these I know people have said he doesn't get the characters I, I completely disagree I think he gets the characters I think he's just trying to put his own unique interpretation on them and you know what honestly I think that is better yeah like I kind of like even though I didn't love like Man of Steel I really liked what he did with Superman exactly like in terms of I really like the fact of like Superman because Superman's one of those characters but I think he's a bit boring no Superman, yeah I agree because he's so powerful yeah whereas the, the best like Superman stories typically are like when he's like weak Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. See, that's what the films are about. It's about Superman. It's about the perspective of of Superman being too powerful. Yeah, exactly. It's literally about like, what if this, you know, obviously this perfect, unstoppable being Mm. came into the world. Like, what? What? I mean, I guess you could see it as an allegory for a country having all the nuclear missiles. Yeah. What do we do in that situation? Yeah, yeah. We take them to court and we throw a genetic evil alien at them throw a man at it <laughs> yeah exactly like you know it's one of those things where it's like what do you do in that situation that's what i think these at least that's how i see these films is that it's an allegory for a situation like that and i think it honest to god nails it like mm. don't be wrong Zack snyder's writing is clunky the writing in the film yeah that that's always just for yeah it, it's the writing because it's you know obviously like the martha thing in batman v superman see i love that i really love the martha i thing. it's one of them where i i understand the intent yeah and i kind of like the idea but it was the execution of it it's heavy-handed yeah it's, it's, it's clunky yeah but I, I i think it is a charm to it yeah like i think it's it's not i mean it's 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 not it's not quite like spider-man 3 mm. charm for me 
but it's like yeah. well, not, not even a so bad it's good charm yeah a, a genuine sincerity to it mm. and that's always what i prefer in a film i would always rather take something a bit clunky but with a lot of sincerity to it yeah for instance just off the top of my head hubie halloween it's just the most random example of this <laughs> of a film that has a lot of sincerity to it but it, it, it's, it's a bit rough it's a bit rough around the edges. I'd always, yeah. ra- I'd always rather that than something really, really, really smooth <laughs> and, and precise that isn't quite as engaging or doesn't feel quite as sincere and genuine. I'm, I'm still trying to process the fact that you're using that movie with a Saxon, like with as an example for Zack Snyder. It's, it's similar. It's, it's got similar things going. Like, well, in terms of I want to, like, obviously, what I mean by that is I don't mean that Hubie Halloween is either on the same level of quality or acts. I don't think Hubie Halloween is a very good film. But I think Hubie Halloween is the kind of film I watch and I just feel, I don't necessarily, it's like, I, I feel charmed by the film's genuine, yeah. genuineness, mm. genuine sense of sincerity. It's a film that is, it's genuinely, tr- like, trying to, it's, um, what was the film, like, Bad Trip came out this year, the Eric Andre film. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's a film that's a bit clunky, mm. but to, at least to me, it felt like the film was trying to, to, to tell the audience mm. how good humanity is. Yeah. By showing all these ways that people were kind, um, yeah, yeah, even like, in even yeah, the like, most but, uncomfortable, yeah. weird situations. Yeah, that's true. Because I, I actually really enjoyed Bad Trip. I technically never watched it this year. <laughs> I, <laughs> um, what I mean by that is that was a, that was meant to release in twenty twenty. Yeah, and it kind of did. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. leaked out accidentally. I yeah, think, I think Amazon accidentally like put the film out, <sighs> so I watched it back then. Yeah, before it like even went to Netflix. But no, like that was like, like that was like one where it was like I really liked that because it was like similar to Jackass yeah. as well, where it was like there's like a charm to it. It's like yeah, even if it's like not, it's it's not gonna win Oscars. Oh, exactly. I like, but I could see the passion behind it, which is exactly. which is yeah. which I might not be Zachary either. Where I'm like, I mean, I <clears throat> I really didn't like Army of the Dead. Which wow! Is the film. Wow! I wow! I, that's it. Friendship over. I kind of hated it. If I'm gonna, wow. I'm gonna have far to say it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I mean, you ha- you can have your wrong opinions. That's fine. I just found it boring. <laughs> I like. Re- I enjoyed. It. I mean, Army of the Dead. I don't think it's good. It's anywhere near the level of like these other films. Mm. But Did I you definitely watch Army of I didn't because no. it wasn't Zack Snyder. So I was just kind of like, okay. <laughs> Right. Look, I I like the universe he set up, but at the same time, I don't care enough about the universe. I think a lot of people. Of I, I feel like no one watched that. No, no. one talked about it. No, I don't. I mean, like, why would you? I guess it's Army of Thieves. Yeah, yeah. Because like, I remember like, seeing the trailer, like, oh, they're, they're going to spin off with the character I hated the most <laughs> in that fucking film. Great, <laughs> like, wow. Um, other films, twenty twenty one, um, Shiva Baby. Did you yes. See, did you see Shaver yes, Baby? Yes, I really liked. Shiva I Baby. really liked Shiva Baby. It was a very good film. I don't have a whole lot to say about Shiva Baby other than I just love the fact that it's kind of this real time drama that takes place like in a horror type vibe. Yes, I re- yeah. You see, a comedy's weird with me, especially like mm. indie comedy, because a lot of it. I mean, so like Booksmart. I haven't seen Booksmart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've seen the trailers for Booksmart, and I have not laughed once. So that's the thing is a lot of film. I it's it's hard for me to laugh at a film. Yeah, it's hard. I can I can laugh at a film, but the problem is that a lot of people will be like, "Oh, watch this comedy. It's really funny." Yeah. And I'll watch it and I'll be like, "I just did not find that funny at no. all." Whereas like, so I kind of went into that one being like, Ooh, 
like, am I going to like that? Yeah. Or am I going to be a bit like, this isn't funny? I actually, like, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, it's funny, and I also like the horror vibe that it's yeah. kind of got to it. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, I was, like, really surprised by it. Like, I really, really, really liked it. And it's, like, 80 minutes as well. It's oh, it's, like, like, it's a perfect length. It's, yeah, it's perfect. Like, it's not, it, it literally, it does not say it's welcome. Mm. You watch it, and you go, yeah, that was a really good film. I definitely would recommend she. I think Shiva Baby's the kind of film, like, anyone can enjoy. Yeah. Um, a bit more intense than Shiva Baby. Also, a similar kind of vibe, and it's an indie film that took me off guard mm. and wasn't what I expected it to be, was The Novice. Mm. Um, which yeah. you didn't like as much as I, as I did. Okay, so I, I watched it actually, actually like really recently. I think I watched yeah, yeah, it like yeah. last week. Um, I liked it. Yeah. It was one of them where I loved the lead. Yeah. She was fucking excellent. Isabel Furman. Yeah, um, Isabel Furman. She from, was an orphan. She was the orphan in Orphan. I've not seen an Orphan. Shame. So, but, that's but everyone's, like, everyone's like, oh, it's Orphan. It's the girl from Orphan. Yeah, I'm like, girl from Orphan. Yeah, like, is she an orphan in real life? I don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's the girl from Orphan. She's definitely there in the film. Uh, but yeah, like, she, I really liked her performance. Yeah, I loved, loved the way it was shot. Yeah. I loved, like, the, the music mm. in it as well. There's a lot of stuff I loved about it, but I couldn't get into the narrative as much. I get you. And I think a lot of it was because... I, I think for me, I've seen a lot of films like The Novice. It's definitely, it's not... Well, even watching it, I was like, okay, this is whip- this is basically Whiplash. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's... I was, yeah, it, I, I was hoping for them to, like, do a little bit more. Yeah. And I think, like, it, it's it's one of those films where, like, as, like, a debut of that director, just by, like, a visual standpoint, yes. it's fucking, like, oh, my God. Like, I'm yes. gonna, like, like, that particular director, I'm going to watch whatever they make now. Because yes. their style was, like, with me. But I'm like, the, the script I just found was a bit, it was very, like, it was very basic. Mm. It was like I've seen I've seen this quite a lot. I completely get what you mean. I think I like it a lot more from, like you said, the directorial standpoint. Yeah. Um, rather than like the character. I mean, the character. It's more you. I like the main character. You don't. You don't necessarily dig into them as like a person. You more dig. You more like vibe with their passion. I was I was kind of hoping for more of that mm. a little bit. I was kind of hoping to like for them like to dig because I, I don't want like a full backstory. Yeah. yeah, I, was, yeah. I was hoping for a little bit more because I, I felt like the film kind of was just. It was kind of like spinning gears for a while. Yes. But it was kind of just like, she's really committed yeah. to be in this thing. Like, I get it, but it's like, it never went like beyond that. And I think that, I think the film does the spinning gears, does the whole passion thing yeah. really, really well. And that's why I like it so much. Mm. Um, I definitely think it's, it's one of the more interesting films, I, I think for me, that came out last year, just from a purely like, looking into the future of film, I'm excited to have this voice in it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I'm it's ex- it's a exactly. really, yeah, like, that, like, like, that director, I'm very curious to see what they do next. Exactly. Like, it's a really strong, like, debut. I definitely would recommend it. Like, it's obviously not going to, like, blow your socks away, but it's, yeah, yeah. it's definitely very good. Mm. Yeah, like, yeah, like, I, I gave it, like, a seven. Yeah, like, that, that's, three, that's a fair Or, like, a three and a half, like, roughly, like, and, like, out of five, and I was like, yeah, like, I, I came out of it, like, yeah, I enjoyed that. Didn't love yeah. it. Didn't think it was like, incredible, but I enjoyed it. No, absolutely fair. Um, a film for me that's a lot more that I really love is Worst Person in the World. Mm-hmm. Um, I've not seen that yet. You should see that. And I'm I'll, planning I'll, on it. I'm planning on it. It's got. It's just a. Ve- it's a very very vibey film. It's like it's got mm. that. It's very. It's, it's very entertaining. Um, it's it's very interesting to watch. I don't want to go into too much, but it, it's basically just following this woman's like adulthood. Is it a adulthood. comedy? Because mm, there's definitely like comedic elements to it. Yeah, because that because because I was thinking like because I kept going back on like I kept going like back and forth on whether or not I was gonna watch it. I'd recommend it because 
I was reading the synopsis for it. Yeah. And I was like, is this my cup of tea? Yeah. And I was like, so I, I, I think now I'm at the point where I'm just like, fuck it. I'm just going to bite the bullet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll probably try and watch it before, because I'm assuming it'll be in the Oscars. Uh, yeah. It's, I, I imagine yeah. it will be nominated. It'll be nominated it for international like, film. Yeah. It'll win it in international mm-hmm. film if they're actually going to do something smart. <laughs> but um, <laughs> You've already fucked up on one thing in international film, but I'll get to that in a bit. I'm so annoyed about that. But worst person in the world is it's it's great. It's great. Mm. I'll sp- I like you know. I like you obviously going and and I, I recommend it to anyone to be honest. If, yeah. if you if you want to get into a foreign film this year, it's probably the easiest foreign film to watch and just mm. enjoy mm. because it's not Titan. But we'll get yeah. into Titan. Yeah, yeah, we will. For those are my honorable mentions. If you want to go for yours, yes. So my honorable mentions are interesting. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go. Yeah. So, so these aren't in any particular order. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Just five films. Just I loved. I loved all of these. I'd say equally. Okay. I I think all of these are fantastic. So the first one on the list is *Malignant*. Mm-hmm. The new James Wan joint. It's mad. Yeah. So I really like James Wan. Yes. As a director, he's like one. I think he's like one of the best like horror like studio horror yeah. directors. Uh, working today, so it's great. Insidious one and two, I think, are really good. I haven't seen any of the others after that, <laughs> but the first two, I think, are just really fun. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I even like films like it's like Furious Seven. Is like okay, the yeah, yeah, best yeah. Fast and Furious, in my opinion. Yeah, like he's just, he's just a really strong director, and Malignant was obviously is like a return to horror for him after being away from it for a while, mm-hmm. and. Um, and I remember seeing the trailers and being like, okay, like I'm interested in it. And a lot of people were saying it's very similar to like a layout. Like a lot of people were saying that. And but I also remember that um, a lot of people were saying that the test screening audience when they were watching it was very negative. So my expectations were very low. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, like maybe is this a miss? Because I was like, okay, either either this is a miss or this is as weird as film. And it's gonna to be totally divis- like 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 divisive, and it's gonna be like you know, I had no idea. Yeah. And then I saw a couple of people who had seen it going like, "This film is fucking bonkers." Yeah. So I was already like, "Okay." Yeah. Okay. I didn't. I, lo- I did not know anything about it, other yeah. than I knew it apparently does something that's nuts. And that is not a lie. <laughs> Malignant. I'm not gonna say what it is, obviously, because mm. you cannot like. No. But it is one of the most fucking insane, like, major horror blockbusters that I've seen. It's got, like, a bit of, like, Sam Raimi in it. Yeah. It's got, obviously, that Galeo, like, vibe to it. Um, it's also very much James Wan. Yes. Like, a lot of his, like, shooting, like, like, like a lot of his, like, um, direct, like, like direction is still there. Like, mm. a lot of, like, the stuff that he does. There's some, like, really fucking cool shots. Like, the, I, like when um, the lead is like running around the house and it's like at the top with the camera's like at the top yeah. and like it's like tracking it through the house there's loads of really cool shots like that and there's obviously there's a one particular sequence in a jail cell which is yep. one of the yeah. most incredible fucking like pieces of cinema I've seen in my life <laughs> it's wow. just it's just one of those films where I watched it and I was like you know what I, I would happily take like 20 of these Yes. It's a film that's obviously... J- James Wan, like, made that uh, purely for himself. Yeah. Like, he, he got all his money from Aquaman. Like, billions <laughs> off that. And he's like, you know what? Warner Brothers will let me do whatever I want. I'm going to do this. And Warner Brothers can't complain. Yeah. Because I've just made the film for them. It's 
feels like he was high. Yeah. And I say that in the best way possible mm. because the film it's it's genuinely mad. It's insane. It's, it's insane. Like it, uh, like uh, I, I couldn't believe it because because that's the thing. Cause like because at first I was like because because the acting in the film as well is awful. Yeah, like it is absolutely terrible. But it is so like purposeful. Like it is obviously on purpose. Yeah, especially because because the lead actress uh, Annabelle Wallace is good. I've, I've seen her in other things. Like she's quite good. It, that's obviously deliberate. Why you know like especially like that like opening sequence before the opening credits with the rock music which makes it feel straight out of 2002 and i love films <laughs> like that yeah i love 2000 horror it's like, yeah, like, yeah that's yeah, like yeah. my favorite thing in the world so it's like it was it's like it's like half that and then half like fucking trash b-movie it's 80s mental. like just so fucking gory it's so mental i don't i just the film it just surpasses yeah it's, it's just yeah it blew my expectations out of the water. Yeah, like you know, so that, that, it's it takes a while to show itself. Like yeah. it's it's a really fun film. Besides that, before it gets nuts, yeah, because you can just enjoy like the shittiness of it. Yeah, like you can enjoy like the obviously like tongue in cheek style it's got, but it's one of those films that once it really shows what it is, it just doesn't let up. And no, I absolutely. love films like that, and I just love how like completely unapologetic it was of like what it is. It was incredible. It's mad. It's it's yeah. It's a hard film to talk about because I don't want to spoil the. Thing no, yeah, exactly. It. You can't like you can't talk about it like without saying because it is it's really tough because you know the sequence with the, like where the like the visual the visual effects are also really good. Yeah, That's yeah, just the, the, they're really strong. Yeah, I'll just throw I think, that out. Kind of thing, I think a lot of it was practical as well. Yeah, which was good about it. Like, because I think James Bond likes practical yeah. stuff like that. We need more practical effects in cinema. Yeah, yeah, and that's because that that's what I love about James Bond is like a lot of the shots that he does are just really well done. Yeah, and, like a really like you know there's obviously CG and malignant, but there's a lot of just cool like shots. Yeah. That are obviously done by using like Edison tricks yeah. or just camera tricks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah, I really yeah. like that. I think it's just like really cool to see. No, I get that. I get that. Mm. It's just it's such an incredible film. It's fantastic. It is that de- it's. I don't. I definitely do not love it anywhere near as much as you do. Mm. But I definitely, I, I definitely like it. But I you also, it's... but you also understand why I love it as much. Oh, one hundred percent. Because it 100%. is one hundred percent. I mean, what I said before that it feels like a film that was made for him. It's like James Bond made it for me as well. It's like he went like, "This is this is for Aaron Murray." Yes. This is like you know, he he made the film when the film begins. He pointed at me and went, "This film is for you." <laughs> no, it is one hundred percent a film for you. It's yeah, such yeah. a it's, it's exactly so my shit. Yeah, it's incredible. It, yeah, yeah, it's it's mad. It's bonkers. Uh, so my next honorable mention is Help. Okay, I which, can see that. So that's. Um, so it's Stephen Graham and Jodie Comer. Okay. It's a film that's it's a drama that was set during the pandemic, during like the when like COVID nineteen first started. Yeah. Um, when the lockdowns done all that started, and it's set entirely in a care home. Okay. Jodie Comer plays a nurse, and um, Stephen Graham plays a Alzheimer's patient. Okay. And it's basic. I mean, it, it the plot of it is it, it it's it's not really got like a plot per se. It's kind of just this is them, like, during that time. And okay. you see, like, this, you see this, um, this, you know, like, this place slowly becoming, like, more and more, like, COVID. Like, you know, it, 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 the whole place basically became, like, COVID central. Everyone had, like, masks on. Tons and tons of people in this care home were dying. Like, because 
their support work were given to them. Okay. And all that. It's all based on like true like stories of how like the government like treated care homes, and it's just a really fucking incredible like drama. Jodie Comer is like an amazing actress. Yes, and like because I I haven't really seen it in that much, but this is like the one where she was able just to be Jodie Comer. Yeah. Not be, you know, whoever she is in Killing Eve. I don't know who she plays in that. <laughs> but she's amazing in it. Stephen Graham is also, as always, just incredible. But, like, one of the best... Because, like, the film... The best part of the film is probably in the middle, where there's, like, a 15-minute, like, one-shot okay. of, like, Jodie Comer working. She's, like, the only person, only nurse in this care home working. And she just basically has to do all of these different things. Okay. And the camera just follows her the entire time it's cut and while that's going on she's been trying to call the uh, hospital to try and get an ambulance over because someone's you know someone's basically dying of covid like right like right in front of her eyes and the entire time in that like 15 minutes you constantly hear like basically this like automated phone line basically saying that like services are busy right now like yeah. it just basically like, trying to get, it's just that for like 15 minutes straight Fucking and hell. it's such like a it's one of the most like powerful, like things I've seen in like in a while. Yeah. From like a drama, it's yeah. just completely uncut. Um, it was shown on TV. It was on Channel Four. I don't know how. I I imagine that part was shown without ads, because I can't imagine placing a fucking advert for Fosters in the middle of that scene. <laughs> no, that's but yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Insane. like it's like that whole sequence is incredible. Like it's just. It's just a really well done drama. I mean, uh, loads of people have seen it and agree with it, but I also feel like not everyone has seen it. Not enough people have seen it. Because obviously it's a very local thing. It's not yeah. really like, in terms of like, I imagine a lot of people outside the UK probably haven't seen it. Because they're yeah. in a way, you need to watch it mm. over there. But no, it is. It's like, to me, it's definitely one of the best like dramas. That's like, especially for the pandemic as well. Because there's been, there's been some really good uh, COVID stuff that came out. Like, and then there's lockdown. There's lo- lo- locked down with yeah. uh, Anna Hathaway. <laughs> yeah. I didn't watch it, but it looked oh, delightful. Oh, yeah, I had a fun time with that one. incredible. That's like the film of the year. But no, like there was like there was like really good pandemic like stuff. Like Host was released in 2020. That yeah. was like the Zoom horror film, which is like one of the best like found footage like films I've seen. I think that film's incredible. Yeah. Um, You know, there was... Uh, the South Park COVID specials, which I actually watched like really recently, which were actually like very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's been there's been quite a lot of like really good content to come out of it together as well, which was uh, drama with James Bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, was, yeah, that, that was, was also that was like great. really strong. And it's like there's a lot of really good COVID content, a lot of shit ones, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. Like blocked down. <laughs> it was the Michael but, Bay one as well, wasn't there? Songbird. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, with one of the guys from Riverdale. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. that film's awful. Yeah. That film's terrible, but Peter Storm is in it and he's just hammering it up and that was like, the best part. <laughs> I, I love that man so much. Fucking It's so bad, that film's awful. Yeah. Oh my god, that film's terrible. But yeah, help, on the other hand, is a really good film. I yeah, I need to see it. I need to it's see it. Really, really good. Okay, the next one. Matrix Resurrections. Hell yes. Fuck yes. Hell yes. No one likes it. Why? I and don't to that get I it. say, fuck you. Fuck it's you. incredible. Why? I don't get. I, I I don't get why people don't like it. I 
Well, are these the same weirdos who think Matrix Reloaded isn't the best action film of the 21st century? Yes. The people who probably watched Matrix Resurrections and hated it probably hated the architect scenes in Reloaded. What the hell? And then, like, some of the best, like, scenes that have ever been put into, like, a film. They didn't, they didn't like the scene where there's, like, um, 15 million Agent Smiths. I don't know why people watch those films and they are oh, shit, though. I don't get it. Genuinely, genuinely, I, I do genuinely stand by the opinion that Matrix Reloaded is... Arguably, it's great. It's arguably Fantastic. the best action film of the 21st Ma- century. Matrix Reloaded is incredible. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It is so good. The action's great. The story's really solid. And mm. like, you know, those, those things, like, you know, so I really love The Matrix. First yeah. film is a masterpiece. I love the first Second yeah. one is also just fantastic. I might even put the second one to the first one. I, I need to think about that. Though. I prefer I the first, but the second one is still like just yeah. incredible. The third, third one, third one, I'm. I, I like it. Yeah, I don't like it as much. I would never watch it on its own. Yes, because you need. But it's fine. Yeah, it, yeah it's yeah. it's one of those where like Reloaded and and, and uh, Resolu- Revolutions, Revolutions, Revolutions. Those films like they go they, they connect to each other so much. Yeah, that I'm like I don't know if I could necessarily could watch one. No, I completely get that. On Maybe. I forgot to reload as much because of the action. Yeah. But, it, but like, I feel like the other one, I'm like, yeah, okay. That's fair. But I still really like it a lot. I really like, And I think Matrix is just a really cool idea and a really cool world. Yeah. And like, Resurrections, I had no idea what they were going to do with that. It's, it's great. It's and so then, good. you know, it comes on and then basically the whole thing is just shitting on Warner Brothers. <laughs> the whole thing is just, about, it is like, hear, hearing, like, hearing the fucking guy from Mindhunter talk about how Warner Brothers wants to bring back the Matrix, whether Neo, whether, you know, Anderson wanted or not, or, or, or like, really, whether the Wachowskis wanted to come back yeah. or not. That is insane that yeah. they actually got away with that. It's, like meta to like it's the most extreme meta yeah I've, and but it never feels irritating yeah it, it's not like meta the way deadpool's meta yeah it's meta in the sense of like the wachowskis wanted to tell this story yes and i think when you when you're looking at the outside context of you know like you know that that like trilogy was made by them and then after that they you know went off to you know they made speed racer brilliant um Jupiter Ascendant, like not so brilliant, not so brilliant. Um, <laughs> Sense Eight and all, and all these like yeah, different yeah, like, yeah. things, and then like they were gonna, what was we're gonna bring back the Matrix with Michael B. Jordan? Yes. Um, and then the Wachowskis basically just went like, no, like <laughs> if you guys are gonna bring back the Matrix, we'll do it. Yes. Like, and that's kind of, and like that, just that angle of it is like. Mm. That's what makes this one work well because it doesn't feel like a soulless cash grab. Yes. Which, considering what it looks like on the surface, I can see people going, "Yeah, it's just you know, the Matrix again." Oh, Matrix. Because 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 we're always digging up these old franchises now. Yes. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It this comes back and it's like, it's so fresh mm. and new and like, it's filled with like so much fucking like passion I and love like. It. And obviously, also like seeing it from like the view of like th- of like this was like made like by like you know trans women as well. Yes, and like and, like that also that angle of it as well, which is very which is still very much felt in Resurrections as well. Yeah, and like even just that angle of it is just incredible. Yeah, and, like I think Ma- the Matrix is one of them where like we're we're not gonna get them very often. Mm. The new one flopped. 
I so I don't yeah. think we're gonna get a new yeah. Matrix. I don't know if I want one. I I'm don't pretty, think I do. I was pretty happy with how it ended. Like I was like, yeah, I'm happy with that. I, I I would. I think I'd probably take like Resurrections if that was the last one. Yeah, like I'm happy with it. I I wouldn't mind spinoffs. Yes, I'd, I'd love an animated TV series or yes. like or like another Animatrix or something. I think that'd be sick. Like I am surprised a show wasn't made with the new Matrix. Like what yes. they've done with Suicide Squad and Dune. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, I'm surprised they haven't gotten like a series going where there's like live action or animated. Yeah, because I feel like the Matrix is like ripe mm. with like new stories like that. But now, like, but Resurrections is incredible. Um, no, it's great. It is really, really I, like, great. Like you know everything about it. I just watched it. and I was like, oh my god, this is like incredible. Oh my god, it's amazing. Like, <sighs> no, I I agree. I don't think it's as good as the first two. I I personally would I like it more? See, over time, I think for me, I think the way I'm ranking them is mm. I think I'm going to put Reload and Over Resurrections. Yes. But I think I would say I love Matrix, like Matrix, Matrix Reloaded and Resurrections, like almost equally. No, I get that. I can and get then, that. Uh, yeah, I, I'd say that's probably like where I am with it so far. I can get that. After it's like settled in a little bit, cause it, but I still think it's fucking incredible. I also think Keanu Reeves... That's, I think that's probably the best I've seen him is in that film. I think what it is is just that kind of just perfect for him. Yeah. Like, you know, because Keanu Reeves is a good actor. But yeah. he's got it, but he needs a specific role. He's yes. fantastic as John Wick. Yeah, I think... That's perfect for him. John Wick, it's always been a case where I love I love him as just that kind of the, the guy who just kills people. Mm. It's any time he talks. Yeah, like yeah, like some of his, some of his acting can be like weak. I think he was fantastic in uh, Resurrections. Yeah, I agree. Like, I because, agree Resurrections was fantastic. Yeah, like, I, I just think a lot of that, because there's some really... Cause even, like, the comedy as well. I remember when, like, critics, like, the, the, someone of that liked it, said mm. that the film's really funny. I was like... Yeah. And I was thinking, like, yeah, because like, obviously, because the other ones were funny as well. But I was like, oh, no, is it going to be Marvel funny? <laughs> but no... It's actually genuinely a really funny film. Yeah. There's some really good little bits of comedy in there that, like, actually fit. Cause yeah. Because there were quips in, like, I mean, I remember, like, Reloads is when, like, you know, when Smith comes in and then, like, Neil just goes, like, huh, upgrades. And it's such, like, a stupid scene, but it's excellent. I love it. <gasps> like, it was excellent. But, um, no, like, even that, like, it was funny. Like, you know, um, just, it still was based with all of that, like, Mm. of that like creativity yes and like it was still it felt like a story that like it felt like a story that was needed almost especially mm. now like it came out right after Spider-Man yes as well and like and obviously we're getting so many more like superhero films and more cynical blockbusters like Red Notice mm, what a great film but like it's nice to get a reboot that didn't feel like a waste Yes. It's not like an actual, like a really nice idea. Being a, like, whilst yeah. also being a commentary on reboots. Yeah, exactly. And it felt like, and it was like nuanced as well. And like, you know, yeah. it's just, and like there's tons of callbacks in the film, but they're mm. not like stupid no. callbacks. They're not like, oh, you know, like, huh, remember like this. There's, uh, there's jokes ones like, kind of like bullet time and all that, but like that obviously plays off to be stupid. Yes. Like, you know, like dimensioning that, and that's where the meta angle is. Like the constant reference all that being like, oh like Matrix is meant to be like a mind fuck, or oh, it's meant to be this, it's meant to be that. It's like no. Like it's it's a lot of different things yes. to a lot of different people, which is why the Matrix is so good. I love the scene of them coming up with ideas. 
Yeah, it's and incredible. I, yeah, the beginning, I think, I was thought. Yeah, I had, like, a massive fucking smile on my face during that entire sequence. I'm like, this is, the, like, I'm surprised they went in yeah. the way they did. On, yes. like, that kind of, like, It's you know. not at all what I expected it to be, but I no. thought it was fucking fantastic. Yeah. And I think in a couple of years, people are going to, like, realise that. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, it'll go through. Just like, just like now with the sequels, people are starting to appreciate them now. Yes. Like, you know, Reloads, it's a fantastic. Yeah. And, like, I feel like Resurrections will eventually be at that point where people go, like, no, like, this is... I don't even get the negative feedback. I, I, I just don't. I just don't yeah. get a negative response to it. Yeah, like I can't believe. Yeah, I can't believe people like some people fucking despise it. I, don't know I need to watch some negative reviews just so I can vaguely understand. Yeah, because from uh, yeah, I don't know. It's so weird. It's really strange. I don't get it. I I like fair enough. Reloaded is weird. Yeah, um, and it's oh. like I, I can get. I can believe that Matrix One's weird. I feel like. With the sequel, I think what happened was was the Wachowskis were more interested in like the philosophical side, yeah, than the action. They still they yes. still really like the action, but like they obviously wanted more of the philosophical stuff, yeah. whereas the audience wanted the action more. more yeah, well, even re- even to be fair, like Resurrections, there are, I can there are a lot of like I can't remember a lot of the action scenes in depth, and I guess that would be my one thing with it is I feel like it's missing. Whilst Reloaded, I guess no. See, this is the thing. This is um, is that for me, Reloaded, the story for me is second. The action scenes and the set pieces, mm. that's my favourite part of Reloaded. I think, I, yeah. Resurrection yeah. is the other way around. Yeah, I think, I mean, because like, I think the action in Resurrection, I think is fine. Yes. It's it's good enough. Wait, yeah. It was like a bad thing for me. There's some, I think there's some cool scenes in it. I, I really like the ending yeah. sequence. I think that's probably the best one in the film. Yeah. Um, that felt like a very classic Matrix yeah, yeah, like yeah. one to me but it's like I think I would have liked a bit more of that but I was also very happy with what I got like um, but like you know um, I, but I feel it's what like a lot of the audiences were probably a bit like was like mm. they wanted this but instead they got this and I feel like Chelsea stuck to the guns and Resurrections is the same I get it's you. like more of it's more of what the audiences didn't want but what they wanted yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like, but Matrix guess just does well enough yes. that he can justify making four films where three of them were the ones that audiences would just didn't really want. Yeah, like it's, but yeah, like I really just, oh, it's incredible. I love it's Matrix. Good. It's good. It's good. Very, very good. Okay, my next one, two more left, uh, is Mass. I didn't not seen that one. So Mass is about um, two families who meet up together yeah. in a church, um, and it's after it's about. It's a couple of years after a shooting, okay. um, a mass shooting at a school. The one family is 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 family like one of the victims, and the other family is basically the killers, like the, the killers shooters family. Yeah, and the whole thing takes place in this building. The between and most of it is just a conversation between these four people. Okay, and that's it. Basically, that's not really my kind of film. like it's. That's all it is, and it's one. And again, like, there's not really much I can say about it, other than just it's like just really just how like just like Howard, but like really okay. just incredible. The acting in it is obviously amazing. Yeah, uh, Jason Isaacs especially is amazing in it. He made me cry. Uh, wow! Like there's a couple of scenes where I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> he's yeah, like, yeah, 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 amazing. In it. Um, it's one of those like yeah, it's just it's just a really strong film. And also directed by one of the guys who was in Cabin in the Woods. That's fucking random. It's a debut. 
as well. Oh, wow. Okay. It's like, he wrote the film. Yeah. And I was like, how the fuck did he go from, like, Cabin in the Woods? <laughs> Which is a good film, but, like, not, you know, you wouldn't think, like, yeah. But it's a really, really just incredible film. Okay. Um, and, yeah. Uh, it is. It's just really, really strong. Um, obviously, it's a lot. Like, I see why some people might not like it. I've, sort of, I've seen a few people saying, like, oh, like, it could have just been a play. Which I'm like, yeah, I agree with that. Like, yeah, it, it could have been, but I also don't think you should, like, that, I, I don't think that should, like, devalue a film either. No, it's, I, I felt the exact same when, um, what, what film was it? Like, Moraney's Black Bottom. Mm. Everyone was saying, oh, it's basically just a play. It's you like, were saying that was One Night in Miami as well. I remember, yeah, yeah. Because it kind of, I think that was a play first. Yeah, I mean, fair, Moraney's was. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, sure, but. Film and, like, theatre are two very different... Yeah, and it's like, yeah, like, I think Mass would be a fantastic play. Yeah. Absolutely. But I also think that you could say that while also acknowledging the film itself is really good as well. And, like, I think, like, that that doesn't mean that the film... That that shouldn't be taken as a critique to the film. I feel like... But I think some people do. Some people... I've I've seen people give it, like, lower ratings. That's weird. Because they're like, oh, it could have just been a play. That's so like, weird. Like, well, yeah, but like, if it's a good film, then yeah, what any, anything could be a play. The fucking Muppets movie could be a play. Yeah, the Matrix could be a play. Exactly. You like, obviously, yeah. play. Alien was made into a play. Yeah, or like a musical or something. Yeah, there's like a documentary was like made about it recently. It's like literally like you yeah. could do you could turn anything into a play. Yeah, it's just it's just the point. This is like Mass. Mass was made as a film first. Yes, which is a bit different. To, there's I think one of the films I'll be talking about like soon. Is also a play that was, yeah. that was that that was a play that was made into a film. Yes. Whereas this, I think, it's a film first. It might might be made into a play. I assume it will be. Probably. I think I think it'll be a really strong play. Yes. But yeah, I don't know. I I, I but overall, it's fantastic. No, I get yeah. you. I get you. And my last honorable mention is, is blah, 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 Judas and the Black Messiah. Nice. That was early in the year. I don't remember anything about this film, but I definitely saw it. <laughs> um. It's, yeah, there's not much I can say that I don't think anyone else has. It's just a really, like, it's it, it's another, like, film for me. Yes. Which is a really good, like, crime drama. Yeah. It's kind of got, like, elements of, like, something like The Departed. Yeah. Like, that kind of angle of, like, going, like, undercover. But it's not, it's not, it's not as, like, maybe, like, action heavy. I remember the performances being really good. Oh, yeah. Daniel Kaluuya is amazing in it. Like, yeah. if, uh, Stan Field, is it? Yeah. Yeah. He's amazing. Jesse Plemons. Of course. Big man. My guy. The my favourite guy. Love that guy. Meth Damon himself. Love him. <laughs> love that guy. He's fantastic. He's amazing. He's great in that as well. Yeah, yeah, there's, like yeah. a, there's like, that's such an amazing scene where he's like talking to, I think it's like J. Edgar Hoover. And, J, and uh, J. Edgar Hoover's talking to him about like what he would do if his daughter brought home a black man. Okay. And it's just this incredible scene with him where he's just constantly going, basically trying to say something like, I wouldn't care. But also kind of being forced to be like, no, like, I, you know. I get you. But like, I have to do something. It's it, it's just this, like, like he's, he's incredible in it. But obviously, like, Lake of Stan film is incredible. Um, It's just a really solid film. It's yeah. like, it's just one of those, sort of like, yeah, it's like well made, it's like well shot, well written. Um. It's one of those like Oscar films where like it is like an Oscar. It's it's not Oscar bait, but it's a film that very clearly would be in the Oscars. Yes, but it like it's just really fucking good at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it it feels like almost like 
be like a really good like Stan like Stanley Spike Lee <laughs> not Stanley <laughs> I know what you mean no it does but, give, like, it gives Spike Lee vibes it do, yeah but like and like Spike Lee's kind of he's a bit of a weird one like now where like some of his films his newer stuff could be a bit hit or miss yeah. I didn't like Black Clansman that's fair but I really liked uh, The Five Bloods yeah I loved it actually um, but yeah I really but that, but that kind of reminds me of it like Judas of Apostle like gave me that vibe a lot yeah. of, like Spike Lee but no like I really uh, yeah it's fantastic it's really oh, I get you yeah. it is it's definitely like I said obviously I saw it so long ago at this point mm. that my mind is kind yeah, of blank yeah. but it's definitely like the performances in it, especially mm. are fantastic. Yeah, I no, yeah. I recommend it. Mm. It is no, it is a great. It's a great film. Excellent film. Um, do you want to get into the top five then? Yeah, start off. So my this is in no particular order except for the top one I'll do last. Mm. But um, the last duel. Mm-hmm. Ridley Scott. Um, he's one. he's had an interesting year. Yes. He told an interviewer to go fuck themselves. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yes, he did. Which is one of my favourite. Um, he blamed the last duel being a flop on those gosh darn millennials on on Honestly, day phone. Anyone else, I'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? Ridley Scott, fair enough. You know what? To he be fair, it. I think he kind of has a point. Not in the sense no, he of. Does. I don't think. What I think happened with the last duel, why that flopped, is more Disney. It's the marketing. The marketing yeah, for yeah, it yeah. was atrocious. I know some places were better than others. Yeah. Like, I, I think, like, some places advertised it quite well, but from what I've seen, it was also, it was released at a weird time as well. Why yeah. was it released in between Bond and Dune? <laughs> Why would they do that? What a horrible place to put it. It's just, it's, yeah. I There's been a lot of weird release strategies this year, like releasing Matrix on the same day as Spider-Man. Yeah, or like releasing like super close. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, and it's like why, like I, yeah. But last duel anyway is a movie. Mm. It's fantastic. Mm. It's I I think the first hour is quite slow, and I think I'd say that's only downside of the film for me mm. is the first hour doesn't. It's not as gripping as I wanted it to be, and so I was kind of like for a while. Oh, Ridley, you've kind of you know got a big big bit um big for your boots here. Big. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't quite um reached the heights I was expecting. Yeah. But then the second hour comes, um, and it hits. It definitely gets better as it, it goes along. Yeah, like I, I think like I, I was engaged through like all the way. Mm. But I see, but I do think the first hour was definitely slower. But I think it's one of those like I, because I actually didn't know when I watched it. That's what the film was doing. Yes, that the whole like free like told in three acts, like the free like um different like perspectives. I didn't yeah. know that's how the film was actually told. And when I realised that's what he was doing, I was like, okay, that, I genuinely did not expect that. Because I, I wasn't expecting much from it, yeah. from the trailers. I only really went to come and see it, because everyone was like, this is like a really great film. Yes. That was the only reason why I was like, okay, I'll, I'll give it a look. And like, yeah, I was like, surprised. No, I, I feel like a lot of historical epics are very, like nowadays, There's very, very, very... And I think it's I think it's because of the um, the rise. I'm gonna say the rise, like it's a new thing of green screens. Yeah. Of um of of the overuse of CGI. Mm. The last duel feels like an like a historical epic. Yeah, it's very fucking violence as well. Yes. Which I did not expect. And it contains one of my favorite scenes of the year, mm. which is the final duel. The, oh, the, if, if you may, the, the last, last duel. The last duel of the last duel is fantastic. Is it's amazing. It's a master so good. use of um, I, I think this year was a, definitely a year where I felt some of the more experienced directors mm. 
show their experience. Yeah. And that duel definitely did. It's yeah, the it's, use of sound. It's, yeah. It's the... it's easily like it was easily one of its best. Yeah. In a while. None of, nothing about the film feels fake. No. Um yeah. like it doesn't feel like fake or like it does like weightless. Um like you, you hear the armor clink. Yeah. And that to me it's such a small thing. Well I was, but it's so yeah. important. Cause that was cause, cause that was like kind of like because like House of Gucci, which was his other film. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. So like, that was like the opposite for me. Yeah. Where like I was like I found it very fake in the sense of like I. The problem with like, Last Duel is like the tone is like nailed perfectly. Yes. Whereas like House of Gucci was like, the I don't know what it wanted to be. One minute yeah. it's trying to be this like prestige drama, the next it's like a fucking stupid like parody. Yeah. Like, I'm watching like a like this like SNL skit. No, I get but you. like, it's it's so insane that both of those films are really so close to each other. Yeah, like considering how like one was fantastic and the other one, at least for me, was like mid. Yeah, it was like really just not great. I need and, like, I need to watch that because I reckon I might end up liking it. You might, yeah, you might. It, it's way too long. Yes, it's it's, ju- it's just as long as the last duel. That's but it, I felt last last duel earns its length. Yeah, exactly. I like it was one of them where like I when I realized what they were doing, I was like no, okay, I completely understand it. Like, yeah. that is, yeah, it could be justified to where House of Gucci does not I, <laughs> whatsoever. No, it's like, yeah, it, that feels so bloated, where it's like, last two, that, that's what I mean. Like, how how the fuck did that happen? Yes. That two films came so close to each other by the same director. And, like, one has all of these great things to it, and then House of Gucci's, like, not, all of those great things are just not great. Not there. Yeah, yeah no, I get it. It's yeah. so weird. But no, it is, it's really good. And, like, Joe DeCarmo's great in that. Matt Damon. Was yes. also great in that yeah. as well. Ben Affleck. Don't know what he was doing, but he was, but it was great. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I think Last Duel is just for me. It's it is the uh, like ultimate historical epic I want to see. Um, yeah. In terms of it, is just because something like Green Knight came out this year. I I loved Green Knight. I. Ooh. I can get. I can get <laughs> let's let's stay away. But just straight up, Green Knight is an artsy historical epic. It's very artsy. Yeah. Last Duel for Almost me. To a fault. <laughs> no, I I, I I somewhat agree to <laughs> yeah. be fair. Um, Last Duel is historical epic made by straight up, and this this is, this is like feels weird, but like a straight up a filmmaker. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean by that. It, yeah. it feels because it's weird, like because like even like Gladiator, like I haven't actually seen Gladiator, yeah. which is a bit of like oh, I can't believe mm. I haven't seen it. But like even that, I can for for the bits that I have seen. It is similar to Last Duel. Yes. It's like it's this, it's this like a historical epic made by you know a proper like, but even then like it feels old. Yes. In the sense of like Last Duel feels like something I probably could have came out in like the seventies. Yes. Like you know it's very long. It tells the story in a completely unnatural way. Yeah. Uh, like a, 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 which I think a lot of major studios now would scoff at. I feel like the only reason why this film probably came out was because it was Ridley Scott. Yes. And I think Fox like you know, had that relationship with him. But, like... Not completely. But, yeah, it's, like, you know, it was, like, it's just one of those films that, yeah, it feels so, like... It feels so, like, old. Yeah. But fresh at the same time. I get Because you. we haven't had that for so long. I exactly. felt like the last two, but just exactly. haven't. Like, and, like, a proper historical epic like that, that's, you know, violent, expensive. Yes. And just completely, like, you know... It's a shame films like that and then films like The Matrix and all that flop so heavily mm. because 
I think we're not going to get these kind of films again. Well, that's that's the thing about Ridley Scott. Is like that's why I'm interested to see what he does now. Yeah, because I believe his next film. I don't know. It's a um, Napoleon. Yeah. Biopic. Yeah. A... Which I'm very excited for. Yeah, I'm excited for that because I'm hoping it's going to be another last duel situation. Yes. But I'm like, how is that going to be a similar deal where it also flops? I think well, I think. I mean, I don't know. I think Netflix is is making films that no one else would make. I think that's I think that's interesting. Well, that's the thing. I mean, because where is that going? The Ridley Scott film. I don't know. Is that is that being released by Disney? It's probably. But I think it's like, I feel like Disney are going. Essentially, I think I think what cinema is going to become, um, at least in my in my terrible opinion, is probably Disney will give up making films like The Last Duel and making films like that. I feel like they're slowly trying to kill yeah. Fox now. And and they'll they'll move to just the, their big ten pole blockbusters. Yeah. Maybe one original IP every well, five years. Well, that's the thing because last duel, last duel was being made mm. while the acquisition happened. Yes, and it was one of those because I remember like when it happened, people were like, "What's going to happen with that?" Like, I yeah. just need to still release it. They ended up doing that. I think because West Side Story was in a similar boat where mm. West Side Story was also being made in that kind of weird limbo where Fox was still operating as Fox but Disney were about to buy them. Yes. And like, so it still came out but even like, you know, we'll, and I think, are we going to get to West Side Story a little bit later? Um, maybe. Maybe, maybe we will. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll get to West Side Story. Maybe. 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 But like, you know, but just this like idea, like a lot of these like um, Fox films that came out this mm. year, the advertising on them was terrible. Yeah, West West Side Story. The marketing for that no, was, was atrocious. It was non-existent. Fucking Nightmare Alley. What did that film even come out? It, it, comes, it, it, it comes out here like next week, I think. But like, but how the fuck did the new Guillermo del Toro film, fresh off of his best picture? Yeah, film. the first film he's made since he won a fucking Oscar. Yeah, right. How the fuck did that with a huge cast? which is quite expensive, released the same day as Spider-Man and get pretty much zero advertising. Yeah. I've not seen, I've not seen an advert for that anywhere. And Insane. Oh, wow. It flopped? Who would have saw that coming? It, it made, like, no money. And it's like... Like, nothing. It's depressing. It's so sad. It's so yeah. sad. Cause I, I, and I feel, like, I feel like Disney are doing this deliberate. Yeah. Because they want to be like, well, well, you know, these films are not doing well. Yeah, you know, we got to make more free guys. Because that's the thing, yeah, the only, out of all these Fox films, I think the only ones that have done well, I think, is The French Dispatch. Yeah. Which was, granted, that's Wes Anderson. It's like, got away. You know, in terms of, like, I mean, he's not blockbuster, but he's also quite a recognisable name. Yes. He's like a Tim Burton. No, yeah. someone exactly, like that, exactly. where it's like, people will go and see a Wes Anderson film. Maybe, it might not make it's not going to make Avengers money. Yeah. It's going to make a decent amount. Yeah, it'll but make like, enough money because yeah. films aren't expensive either. Yeah, exactly. I like so so, so, that, so that done really well, and that also had the proper release schedule as well. That had yeah. some decent advertising, and like, but then fucking Free Guy. Yeah, I feel like they're the only two proper successes that came out of the Fox, like thing this year. Free Guy, which is like, and that's and that's because Free Guy probably feels the most Disney esque. Yes, yeah. I'll the bunch. If you hadn't told me, I probably would have thought Free Guy was made by Disney. Yeah. Because it has, it has that style, like, yeah. all over it. No, completely. Yeah. And even now, like, most of the Fox lineup, like, this year's Hulu. Like, straight to Hulu. <sighs> it's depressing. It's very, very depressing it to really see is. the original IP. Oh, it's a, it's, look at the Ben Affleck interview from two, like, like, a couple days ago. Yeah. 
And, and he's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's like, not wrong He's completely at all. right. Um, we are going to get to a point where basically every film's going to be a sequel, a yeah. remake. And now people have been saying that for a while. This is nothing new. No. It's just depressing confirmation. And that's the thing, because you know what? I don't even... I don't even mind that. Yeah. I don't mind IPs coming back. I'm seeing the new screen tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm really looking forward to it. Like, yeah, you know, completely. because I think, you know, and I... I'm seeing Hotel Transylvania 4. <laughs> Transformer Mania. Transform... So, whatever, whatever the fuck it's called. Jesus. Can you, can you believe that they made a new one in it? For some reason, they got... I know Sandler's not even in it. Yeah. It's someone it's, else now, it's a, isn't it's it? It's a YouTuber. Yeah. They got, literally, Jack I'm not Jack even Jack kidding. Jack. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not even kidding. It's this YouTuber. It is, isn't it? Is it like an impersonator or something? Yeah. yeah. Who does impressions to do an impression of Adam Sandler. <sighs> I have it. It's a good impression. Probably because they could pay him fucking nothing. Oh, yeah, they could pay him nothing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's the, it's, it's the Marvel director strategy. Get someone who no one knows. We don't have to pay them anything. But, yeah, but even that, just, you know, how fucking, like, just the fact that, like, you know... It is gonna be all IP. Yeah, it's gonna be all of that. No, I mean, you know, you know, yeah, like the new scream comes yeah. out. It's it's out now, and like you know, and yeah, like I mean, to be fair, I've always like you know, brief aside, I think scream can always come back. Yes. Every ten or so years, could it's a satire of horror. Yes, I think it's a perfect idea to bring back to, like to look at the modern landscape, Do but it. like, but it's just a shame that like you know, for every last duel that we get, occasionally we're gonna get like twenty. You know, Marvel films. Yes. That yeah. would just constantly take off all of the attention. No, it's so depressing. I think, like, we didn't talk about this in our Spider-Man review, but Spider-Man... I, I'm, I'm growing to dislike this film more and more. Just because of what it's done. Of the fact like, that... What, like, like, like what it, like, stands for, almost. Well, it's the way that, for instance, Nightmare Alley, part of the reason that flopped is because... They took away every single screening of Nightmare Alley yeah. to give Spider-Man more screenings. Yeah, and even that because I, I mean, I know, I know, I know, No Way Home is a Sony movie, but yes. it's also technically a Disney movie as yes. well because it's Marvel. And like, even that, they basically released a Dis- so two Disney movies basically released on that day. Yeah, and they slaughtered the other one. Fucking like no remorse, killed it. Yeah, like, and that made it made like. I don't even know how much it made. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, it probably made like nothing. And that was quite an expensive film as well. Yeah. Like, because that's obviously a huge cast. A lot of a lot of visual effects. I think they probably like, knew what they were doing. I yeah no exactly because like because literally doing. like most most insane people would be like at least wait for a little they, bit. My guess is they would have gone. We're gonna make enough money from Spider Man to not give a shit. Yeah. So bye bye, Guillermo del Toro. More like Guillermo, get your fucking ass to Netflix. And he's such a nice man as he well. Is, he's why, why would you do that to him? Exactly. He's, he's, he's like a fucking teddy bear. It's... Just ignore the petition that he signed in two thousand and nine. Anyway, your 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 next uh, your number yes. five or whatever. Yes. So my number five is a film that not many people have seen. Small engine repair. But the f- it's a fucking fake film. It's this not film does a not fake exist. film. It's... This film does not exist. Okay. So, small engine I've seen the fucking poster yes. you made that poster in paint <laughs> shut up okay so small engine repair yeah is based on a play of the same name okay and fake film it's about I bet, I bet if you look up the director it's fucking Aaron Murray <laughs> 
this is all just a It's plot. written by me. It stars me. I produced it. It's all me. It's a fake film. It's a fucking Guys, plot. watch my film. I wrote a review for this film that I made myself. It's a ploy. It's all a ploy. No, no, no. It's not even Aramon. It's Murray Aaron. It's Murray Aaron. It's Marin Uri. Don't let him get away with this. <laughs> I'm at the premiere and I'm wearing like that like disguise of like the glasses and the mustache. It's like no, it's, it's not, not a real. It's not every me. year. There's a film that comes out that's a fake film. It's not a fake film. You know what else is a fake film? What else is a fake film? The Eyes of Tammy Faye or whatever the hell it's called. That is a fake film. <laughs> this film does not exist. This film, this film was invented to, to get to get award nominations so they wouldn't Peter nominate Abbott Titan. Peter Rabbit. Who saw that? That's film? a fake film. Fake film. That's a fake film. No, no, no. Because James Corden's fake. James Corden is completely. I am. I am exposing him right now. James Corden is not real. He's not real. He is like. He is like a figment of all of our imaginations. He's an SCP. He's a collective psychosis. <laughs> he's a collective. He's a fucking SCP. <laughs> anyway, um, small engine repair. Go on. Yes. You described this fake film to me. So, <laughs> small engine repair. Mm. It's basically about a group of guys. Guys being dudes. Guys being dudes. Right. Making and, a podcast. You know, I want. I want the guys. <laughs> one of the guys. Um, has a daughter. Does this film feature a car repair by any chance? Well, it's called Small Engine Repair. How do you figure that one out? <laughs> well, he has more... a daughter. He has a daughter. Yeah. Is his daughter a car? He has a daughter. Do- <laughs> Is this no. Titan? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I do like a lot of car movies. I mean, that's someone I've realised. Oh, oh. oh, a little clue, a little hint. A little, little hint. Uh, yeah. So it's about so it's about three guys, guys being yeah. and yeah, and one of them has a daughter, and you know their their relationship's quite rocky. Like, okay, you know, okay. The you know he's a single parent. The mom's off doing whatever. She's you know drinking and all Shagging that. Shagging cars. Yeah, and basically <laughs> didn't say university entertainment. It's what I do with it. Um, so basically, um, so really, it's only like source for like for like or they're like you know. Like like parental support. Yes, yeah. these are the two guys. Okay, who you know, and they're all really close with each other. You know, but eventually there's like they get into an argument, uh, at like a bar. Like okay, a fight, a fight goes down, and then a couple of months later, um, the main guy, like who with the daughter and all that, phones them up and gets them to meet at the spot at the engine repair place. Okay, you know, to have like a bit of a reunion. Yeah, yeah, guys like, being dudes. You know, let's just, let's just have a night together. Okay, so it's based on play. Yeah, and the play, for what I can tell, the play basically takes place entirely in the repair shop. Okay. Whereas the film has the repair shop, which is pretty much like seventy-five percent of the film is mm. entirely in that one building, and then there's like twenty-five to like other scenes. Okay. Like there's scenes around it. There's a couple of cutaways where people are talking about some stuff, like uh, like flashback scenes and stuff. Yeah. But it's mostly this place, three people. Okay. You know, but yeah. And it's one of those films again where like like Malignant, I can't talk about it that much. Great, which is great, great choice, great choice for me. <laughs> no, I mean, I can talk about it, but what I mean is, is that no, there's it's like a twist. There's yeah. Okay. The okay. second half goes in a very specific direction. Okay. And it's one of those films where I didn't know anything about it. it. I made it all. Uh, me and my girlfriend made it. Yeah. Uh, but no, like she like recommended it to me. She's I think she showed, she showed a trailer for it. I think before the film, she was watching it in the cinema, and um, and yeah, and so I was like, oh, it sounds interesting. I looked it up, and the cast like got my interest because uh, John Bairfall, who okay is um, the Punisher in the Daredevil show and Shane in the Walking Dead, yeah, and he's like he's an excellent actor, and it also has Shia Wigan, 
Okay. Who is a guy who... Okay. Not not many people are going to know this guy's name, but trust me, if you've seen a film, he's in it. He's wait, what's, what's his name? Shea Wiggum. S-H-E-A. Wait, 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 wait. Shea? Shea. Wait, so S? S-H-E-A. Yeah. And then W-H-I-G? And then Ham, I think. Wait, W. Shea Wiggum. Yeah. What the hell? You've seen you've seen this guy and stuff. Who is this man? He's in he's in tons, but he's, he's one of these guys where like he'll be in like a major film. He'll be in, like this incredible. Oh, he was in Death Note. He plays the he plays the fucking um. What's the main guy in Death James Note? James Turner. He plays. Oh, he plays the dad. He plays the dad in Death Note. The best he was anime in Joker? film, by the way. He Wolf was in Wall Street. He was he was one of the detectives in Joker. Uh, you know when you know when he's running away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's one of them. Uh, he's one of these guys. He's in Star Trek Beyond. Yeah, he's a lot. He's one of. The, he's in Sicario Two, for one scene. Like he plays a doctor. I don't think they even name him. He's just a doctor in the scene, and he's just like, oh, like your legs look a bit rough, and then that's it. You, you, you don't see him again. And he's but he's an amazing actor. Outside of that, and so he so he was this one. Okay, okay. Mind is blown. Two actors I like. I'll give it a watch. Yeah. And it also just, again, I love films that mostly take place in one location mm-hmm. and only have like small cast, like a very small cast. Mm. But I also love films that kind of, you don't know where it's going. Yeah, And I yeah, know yeah. what that's like. The film starts, it's quite like, it, it's a very funny film as well. And like, and it's just one of those films where like you think, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's quite nice. It's very mumblecore, almost. Mm. And I typically don't like mumblecore. Yeah. Really at all. Like, but it kind of has that vibe a little bit to it, where it's very indie, it's very, like... But it takes a turn. And, okay. I, won't, and I won't say anything else, because it's one of those films where you can, you can watch it knowing, but you gotta, you got you have to watch it not knowing what that second half is like. Okay. Because it genuinely is a shock. I'm intrigued. And I'm very intrigued. Like, yeah, it's really interesting. I'm very intrigued. How do you watch this film? Where, where? Uh, so you can, you know, if you want to watch it legally, mm. right now, the only way you can watch it is you could if you rent it on YouTube. Rent it on YouTube. Rent small entertainment on YouTube. It's a really great film. Yeah. Uh, if and also if you want to watch it in ways that are not legal, they also exist too. But but we will never mention that. But no, name. we won't mention them. But I would say. If you can rent it, watch it, support yeah. it. It's a fantastic. It's an incredible sick. film. Like it's, I was like shocked at how much I loved it. That's sick. Because I was like, oh, I don't know, I'll probably like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, it'd be, and like, I watched it. I watched it with my girlfriend, and like we just watched it. And we both like, fuck, like this oh is a film I've seen. I've I've seen like I've heard you talk about this film a lot. Yeah, I I I like I reviewed it for a site, which I know you're know, not reviewers. We are not reviewers. I we promise. Something. I promise I'm not a reviewer, okay? No, that was not just really. a one time thing. Okay, I, I I apologize. He had an affair. I had an affair. By the way, I need to make it also I, I need to make another apology. Oh. I misgendered Grumpy Cat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So the so we so obviously in our um Christmas episode, uh, we were talking about whether or not Grumpy Cat dies. I said he is dead. Grumpy cat, yeah. grumpy yeah. cat's a gal. Yeah. Grumpy cat is she her. Did you not know this? And I said he him. Did you not know this? No. I said he. Grumpy cat's <laughs> a woman. Yeah. 
And I, yeah. I just completely. So I would like to say from the from the bottom of my heart, I deeply apologise for this gender Did you not think it was weird that Aubrey Plaza was playing Grumpy Cat? You know <laughs> that I probably <laughs> should have made that connection, but I just. <laughs> I did not make that connection, no. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't make that connection, but I realised it. And I think someone even commented on that on the reel that we made. Yeah, that said yeah, yeah. It. And yeah, I realised. I was like, oh shit, yeah. So I apologised. I, I misgendered Grumpy Cat. Yeah. Um, have you seen Annette? Annette? Yeah. Which one is a mess? That sounds... Yeah, it doesn't ooh. ring a bell. And that doesn't ring a bell, but I don't know why that's just because I'm just... Okay, this is exciting. Okay, I gotta talk about Annette. Um, Annette is the new Leo- Leos Carax film. Carax? Carax film? I know Annette. Yeah, I've not seen it. But I was like, yeah, it's the one with yeah, Adam yeah, Driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got the, Adam Driver with in Spar- it. And the Sparks. Um, and this, yeah. The music yeah. is by the Sparks. It is... It's a rock opera. It mm-hmm. is... Genuinely insane. Okay. It's tied with Malignant and Titan for the most focus oh. film of the year. I I, this, I skipped it. Like, because mm. I didn't know if it was going to be for me, but you piqued my interest. It's out. it's definitely, it's a musical. It's I'm not, I'm not a musical guy. Got a lot of, a lot of songs in it. Okay. But it's a more, it's more opera than it is musical. Okay. There's very much a musical number at the start, the mm-hmm. um, which is the one that's like, Long lists for the Oscars or whatever, mm-hmm. um, that is really good. So may we start. So may we, so may we start. That's really good. But the rest of it is a lot more, a lot less song than it is opera. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's these more operatic tunes, and they slap. The singing Adam Driver has some pipes on him, but uh, yeah, okay. it's not the the music that the music is simply the thing that kind of takes it like it, it's it, it's an insane plot. Yes. And then the music is kind of what pushes it to being like, what the hell am I watching? Okay, yeah. Um, he's a comedian. Mm-hmm. Adam Driver plays a comedian. He's his wife, I think Marianne something. I don't remember. I don't remember her name. She's really good. She's a singer. It's about their relationship. They have a baby. Okay. And the baby is a doll. Baby Annette. Is the person who directed it French? Yeah. Fucking French people. <laughs> and it's by the same guy who did Holy Motors. Yeah, that one. Yeah, 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 I haven't seen it, but I know it. Holy Moses is great, and Annette's also great. And um, Baby Annette does some interesting things. And there is an and um, the film definitely. I thought the film would be about the relationship between the Adam Driver and his wife. It's more about the relationship between Adam Driver and his daughter, and um, okay. Baby Doll Annette. And it's less even about that more than it's just about Adam Driver's character. Okay. Um, and it's it's very weird you have to be on board with a with a certain like sense of not knowing what the hell's going on um but the performances are great it it is it looks great and it is without a shadow of a doubt just bonkers you have i like i watched you watch the film you're like oh what excuse me like just play that one again yeah um but generally the the music like the first song the opening slaps the opening slaps um, and the film, it, it, the, I, I love the last scene in particular. The ending, it really, really does like tie it together. Like it is, it is a great ending. Um, and the second half is just so out of, just, just, just mad. It's just the films. I struggle to talk about it because I, because it just, 
it's just mm. mad. It's yeah. so mad. Like, whilst like Malignant or something, it has, like, a twist that makes you go, um, oh, whoa, okay, where did that yeah, come yeah. from? This is more... It's just insane. <laughs> it's kind of like Titan, in the sense where it's Crap. insane all the way through. Mm. And nothing about this film, like... You're, you're never, like, getting the film. Yeah. You're, you always feel like you're, like, five steps behind. Mm-hmm. But it's just so entertaining. Yeah, it's yeah. It's so, so entertaining <laughs> throughout. And just so insanely... It's got the perfect, like, vibe for me. Of just being yeah. a film that's off its fucking head. <laughs> it is off of its tits. Yeah. And Adam Driver commits... If you've ever wanted to see a film, and trust me, I did, where Adam Driver shouts, it's tickle time, while running across trying to tickle someone, then then this is the film for you. I saw a review or something on Letterboxd, which was like, um, Adam Driver screamed, it's tickle time, and some of my audience literally screamed. <laughs> In terror. <laughs> Either that or arousal. I can't tell which one. I would say terror. I'd ah. be I'd be terrified if Adam Driver was in like my room. I was like, it's tickle time. <laughs> I would be terrified. <laughs> it is genuinely just utter madness. But it, it's made by Adam Driver's sheer utter commitment to it. Yeah, yeah. He commits so hard to the point where like you're slightly worried for his mental health afterwards. Mm. Like he is he goes for it. Yeah. Every insane beat of the film. While you feel like you're five steps behind, you feel like Adam Driver's one step ahead. Okay. You feel like he he's on the same wavelength as um as Leos. Like he gets it. Yeah. And he's, yeah. And he's going for it. It it is arguably one of my favorite performances of the year. Because Ooh. he just Adam Driver's had a bloody good year. Um, yeah, he has. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. God. Him well, and him and the Timothy Shalmalamalamalai. Shalmalamalai. Yeah, yeah, they've had like an amazing. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, but Adam Driver, he's fantastic. He's genuinely fantastic. I would, I, and that's not. It's not going to be everyone's thing. No, it's barely no. like five people's thing. <laughs> but it is mad. It is genuinely out of its mind, and I can't like praise it enough for just the commitment to being that weird. Yeah, it's. Probably not a like. Is is it a good film? Good question. But I love it because I think it's like genuinely. It feels like the equivalent of having a really drunk musical theater friend. Okay. Who's just singing songs? And you're like, why the hell are you singing that? And suddenly they like pull out like some doll they managed to steal a night out, and they just start like punching it or something. And you're like, okay, you you do that. I don't understand yeah. why you're doing that, but you know what? Well, you respect it. Exactly. And you're yeah. singing nicely, so I'm enjoying it. Um, It's it's mad. Mm. It's mad. There are some scenes in particular, it's just... <laughs> I don't get how they thought of it. Mm-hmm. So, so, so you can't quite understand how the concept came about of Leos Carax, the guy who made Holy Motors, making a rock opera with the Sparks Brothers... Starring Adam Driver. <laughs> oh my god. With a baby doll. With a baby doll saying but it's also, time. Literally, but also at the same time, it makes perfect sense. It is the kind of film you expect Leos Carax and the Sparks Brothers to make together, probably while in a bathtub taking cocaine. Yeah. It is the kind of film you expect. <laughs> it's, it's mad. Everyone should watch it, even if you don't like I'm it. I'm actually really curious about it now. If you don't like it, absolutely fair. Like, I can completely understand yeah. it. But you should watch it. I'm interested in it now. Just to, like, vaguely, like, just ju- just to see if you get it. Okay. It's like a challenge more than anything else. <laughs> okay, okay. We should make that, like, a TikTok challenge. 
the end that challenge. How long can you get through a match before asking what the fuck's going on? The devious end that challenge instead of a devious lick. It's mad. It's mad. It's mad. It's mad. I promise my pick started to get more normal after this. After a net. Okay. Oh. We know yours don't. Mine. Well, there's some interesting ones. Yeah. Like the next one. Okay. Licorice Pizza. The new, the new Paul Thomas Anderson joint. I love, um, I love Licorice Pizza. I yeah, love this film. It's fantastic. I think this film's fantastic. It's one of those films where I watched it and I was like, "Why? Like, yeah, that no, is, of course. But yeah. Why? Why would I be surprised? Yeah, that it's fantastic. It's one of those films where it's um, I do I understand? I was I was having a rant the other day about the whole because obviously it's a film that's been plagued by um by debate. Because of I've kind of certain... stayed I've stayed entirely away from the discourse. I remember watching it thinking, huh, you know what? I feel like the there's been no controversy about this film and then I looked and I was like, Oh, never mind <laughs> And I'd obviously get why the controversy's there, because mm. for those who don't know, Licorice Pizza is about a fifteen year old guy who has a crush on a twenty five year old. Um and the twenty five year old is obviously um not quite saying no, but also saying no, but also she, so it's one of them where I I have like a very like weird take on the film, which I won't, yeah. I won't, I won't, I won't go into too much because it is like spoilers, but like I don't feel like the film was ever actually advocating oh, absolutely that not. kind so of that's relationship. The thing is, film and fiction, look at, okay, Lolita. And mm. um, like Lolita, it's just a really extreme example. Mm. Fiction can be. Fiction can portray morally dubious things. Sallow? Sallow. Which, no, but like, even no, then, no, like, no, Sallow, yeah, like, you know, I, I haven't seen Sallow, but, like, I know, but obviously a film can talk about those kind of things and show it. It yeah. doesn't mean it's advocating. Absolutely. There's a difference between showing it and advocating for mm. it. I understand people saying that the ending of Licorice Pizza maybe ever so slightly pushes it towards the advocating argument. I personally think it's the opposite yeah and i feel like yeah which i'm not going to too much because that is it is spoilers yes but i feel like that you know that like to me is not advocating it it's more so just i think it's actually quite a sad ending yeah like because absolutely yeah because it's just kind of like you know it's just an endless cycle yeah let's say like it's just gonna constantly be this like thing it's about it's a film Less about it's a film. Less about the relationship, more so. Well, obviously not in her relationship, but the, about the, the bond than it is a film because the crush ends pretty quickly. To be honest, like a lot of the film is actually like quite repetitive. Yeah, in the sense of a lot of it is basically the do stuff together, they're friendly with each other, they also act like friends. Yeah, that's what like that's what that. they are. Yeah, the, and then it's a know. crush that initiates so many. Thing is, I think I think people are stupid if they if they if they're gonna say that fifteen year olds don't have crushes on adults. Well, as well, it was the seventies. Yeah, and also the whole point is that the character is a super mature, or at least thinks he's super mature, mm. thinks he's so ahead of his age. Yeah, that kind of character yeah. is going to crush. And adults. she and she's also quite immature. She is immature, and she's an attention. Well, not necessarily. She's an attention seeker, but she's someone who wants it, who's desperately needing attention. So, of course, the second someone gives her attention, she's yeah. going to try, you know, she's going to... Well, yeah, I mean, because I, I, I also thought there was, like, even, like, an element of, like, manipulation, almost. Yeah. Like, and not maybe not intentional, but even just the idea of, like, yeah, like, 
he has a crush on yeah. this girl, but then the moment any other girl has started to talk to him, he just completely fucking swatted it away like a fly. Yes. Like that thing on the, like, like, like when they, like, hang out together for the first time properly when they're on the plane. Yeah. And then, like, the stewardess comes over. As I told him, we're like, oh, like, oh, 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 you're like an actor, like, flirting with him. Yeah, and the way yeah, yeah. she just immediately fucking, like, no, ignores her, and, like, she's not even there. Yes. It's like, yeah, like, I, I don't think for one minute that it was advocating it. I think it's no. more so just, these are both very flawed people. Yes. Like, one of them's a child, and that's where the flaw is, because he's just, because he's obviously immature. Yes. Like, and then the other one is just, she's childish. Yeah. Like, she's in her 20s, and she's, you know, she's constantly having to, like, you know, she's jealous, she's angry, she did, and she needs that attention. Yes. But I don't think it was ever, like, advocating to be like, Absolutely yeah, that's not. Cool. Like, Paul Thomas Anderson doesn't come out at the end and go, this kind of relationship is A-OK. <laughs> like, he doesn't do that. Pedophilia? It's yeah. pretty swag. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, absolutely not. No, he's, no. it's a film, um, if anything, shining, like, on why, you know, it's not good. No, it's just, it's just show. honestly, right, it, it's his version of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes, no, I completely agree like, with that. It doesn't really have a story. Not really. Really at all. It's no. very, like, vignette. Like, it's like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where it's, like, it's more so just a series of events. Yes. That just no, occur yeah, yeah, yeah. around these people. Some people will come in for a bit, like Sean Penn will come in, Tom Waits. Um, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper, who's, his, his whole segment is my favourite part of the film. No, same. He it's is mad. so funny in that film. He's amazing. I love Bradley Cooper. He is so funny in that film. Yeah. Like, just that whole sequence is hilarious. Yes. Like, yeah, 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 it's, definitely. like, you know, it's, but that's what a lot of it is. It's kind of just, it's basically just a bunch of different sequences with these people. That yeah. Just yeah. Like, that. it's very, it's as simple as that. It's, it's such a beautiful film. It's such a vibey film. Yeah, honestly, yeah. It's it such is, a vibey yeah. film. Yeah, the music in it's great. Yeah. Um, it's just, like, a lot of it, it's just fantastic. It's so vibey. It's, um, it's a comedy that feels, um, it's it's also genuinely very funny. Yeah. It's genuinely very 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 funny. Yeah, it is. It's apt. It's like it. It really is absolutely hilarious. I was yeah. surprised. Like, no, completely. I like because like even even like because there was also the there was the thing about like what did you think about the Asian jokes in the film? <laughs> that that was the other points of controversy as yes. well. Was I think I I get the intention. Hmm. And I think they should have been. I don't think they should have been in the film. Hmm. But I'm not mad about them. I admittedly chuckled at it. But the reason why is hmm. because I I understood that the joke is not haha. He's doing a funny voice. Yes. The joke is basically that look at this fucking idiot. Yes. Talking like this. Yes. It, it could it, like 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 talking this way to someone when. You know, because like, because even I, I don't think that like, it was basically like, I feel like it maybe maybe the the scene could have been done a bit better mm. to maybe show that off more, but I don't. It, it, again, it reminds me of like because like because like once upon a time in Hollywood had a lot of this discourse as well. Yes, like I remember like the the Bruce Lee scene where everyone was talking about how offensive that was, but I was like, but that's a dream sequence. Yeah, that, in no way was Quentin Tarantino saying that like you know that he was like that. It's a dream. Like, no, the film makes that very clear. Like, because at the end, you see yeah. Brad Pitt after all that entire sequence going, like, huh. Like, it, it was obviously, uh, he was obviously dreaming about something. That's probably not how it happened. Mm. Or, like, the violence at the end. It's like, it's the fucking Manson family. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like, there's obviously intense, and, like, I understand, like, some of the complaints. I do think he raised some good points, but 
I also think some of it's been overblown a bit. Yes, especially, especially the age gap. Oh yeah, yeah, that's where I'm feeling. Okay. It's a shame that this brilliant film is kind of getting overshadowed by the discourse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's being overshadowed by that and like by a lot of people who I feel like aren't who are kind of like missing like the forest for the trees a little bit. Yes, where they're just being like you know the focus on this point, but then like they either haven't watched the film, yes. or they've watched it and haven't taken in it. Like yes. when it did with a bias already. Rather than actually giving it a chance. Yeah, because it's a shame because it's a genuinely really great film. It's fantastic. It's a fantastic film. It's a really, really, like, just, yeah, incredible. I love it. I think, you know, if Paul Thomas Anderson just wants to keep just making films forever, I'd, please. Which he, please do. Best art, one of the best directors out there. Oh, definitely one of the best working today. <laughs> I am my one of the best working today. Yeah. He is definitely, yeah, I mean, he's hit, made a lot of hits. Like, yeah. Licorice Pizza is fantastic. It's fantastic. Absolutely. I, I yeah. I would have chosen to talk about it if you hadn't. I still like, off, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's mad. It's great. Um, have you seen Coda? No, I have not. It's on Apple TV, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Um, Coda. So, it, funny story with Coda. <laughs> um, for the So, Horrible Histories of the Movie, Rotten Romans, came out a few years <laughs> ago. <laughs> okay. That film, I went and saw in cinemas. Even though I've never seen Horrible Histories. Don't ask why. I did a double viewing of that film and Angry Birds 2. And that was one of the most bizarre days of my life. Okay. okay. But the point I'm making is that basically, Horror Histories the movie Rotten Romans had a certain actress in it as its star. This actress called Amelia Jones. She's the star of Coda. She is. Now, Amelia Jones, I saw in this film and I was like, you know what? She's a very good actress. Um, and she's like similar age to me. So I was like, you know what? Sure. This, this is... I'm now emotionally connected to this person. Um, and so I just kind of like have been an Amelia Jones fan ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen Lock and Key though, so I don't know really what I'm doing. I'm a bad Amelia Jones fan. But like, for instance, like behind me, if you, if you have me watching this on YouTube, I have two pictures of Amelia Jones on my wall. Um, ah. And th- it came a running joke with me and one of my friends where we would just send each other the same picture of Amelia Jones. And so for my birthday, they got me 20 identical pictures of Amelia Jones. Is it that picture of me? Yeah, it's that picture of Amelia Jones. It's that exact picture. Um, and then I was doing, I was just again like looking to see, oh, what's Amelia Jones doing recently? Or like I saw her on social media advertising stuff and she was advertising this little movie called Coda. Okay. Now I was like, okay, you know, it's, it's, it's like Amelia Jones is not a big actress by any name. Like, no, she's still quite small. But so I was yeah. like, okay, Coda, you know, I'm sure this film will like, you know, it'll be an all right film that will like play at a couple festivals and I'll watch it and I'll be like, okay, that was cool. And, um, and just kind of be like, this is my Amelia Jones film of the year. Yeah. Um, and then I went, I looked on Letterboxd and, oh, it's getting good reviews. People love it, yeah. People really like this film. Um, and then there was this Oscar talk and now it's going to get nominated for Best Picture and Amelia Jones got nominated for a SAG Award um, because it's for Best Ensemble and is longlisted for a BAFTA. And it will probably be nominated for a BAFTA, I imagine. And that's very cool. <laughs> Um, because now I, gen- I genuinely get like this you know people always go oh I was here first yeah I genuinely feel like I have that feeling now <laughs> and that's yeah um, no yeah I love that feeling it's I'm like that was small like, remember? yeah almost if that film blows over I was there, <laughs> I was there. host I was like that yeah host I was there they won I watched exactly. it the day it came out before that's it blew bad. up yeah. like I feel like, I feel like I've been a fan of Amelia Jones since the OG days of Horrible Histories of the movie <laughs> I was there for the beginning <laughs> Maybe you should send this to her. Maybe she'll like send you a message, be like, "Thanks for being a fan." Maybe she'll be my friend. <laughs> Hi, Amelia. No. Do you want to be Tom's uh, friends? 
I don't know why. I just, I just, for some reason, really like, just was like, you know what? This actress, I'm just gonna like, I, I just care about her now. Yeah. And I just, I just. You have an reason, emotional attachment. Exactly. And I'm now like, in, in you know, this film I've had a vibe with. Um, but so I watched it the day it came out on Apple TV, obviously. Uh, I watched it with the friend who like gave me the twenty Amelia Jones photos. <laughs> yes. Um, and so just off the bat, I have so much emotional attachment to this film. Mm-hmm. And if it was bad, I was gonna cry. Um, you have you have twenty identical photos worth of attachment. Exactly. <laughs> and I well twenty one actually because one of those twenty one photo. Aha. Uh, uh-huh. Um, but I cried anyway. Okay. But because of how good the film was. Uh, okay. Because Coda is really brilliant. Okay. Even further to add to my emotional connection to this film before that I even watched the film. It's just a really good film. It's a remake of a French film that I've already seen. Oh? I didn't so, know that. I know yeah. it was a remake. It's what a, was the film it's, called? It's a remake of a film called Le Bellier Family. Oh. Which is, okay. a, and it's, it's sort of got the same plot, obviously, about basically this girl who is played by Amelia Jones mm-hmm. in Coda. Shout out. Um, <laughs> who is, um, she's this singer... Um, or at least she's getting into singing, but her entire family is deaf. Mm-hmm. So she basically has to choose between either pursuing a singing career or staying as the interpreter for her deaf family. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, that's a pretty massive decision, to be fair, mm-hmm. because obviously what the film does is, and I've seen a lot of people describe the film as super predictable and super simple, but so well done. Mm-hmm. It is so well done. Yeah. Um, because obviously it's about basically this, um, you know, it, sh- it shows the deaf family and how they both cope with and without her. Mm. And it obviously breaks your heart a lot because you also see that, that how happy she is when she's pursuing singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's it's essentially creating this dilemma. And mm. it's a very interesting dilemma. And um, because it's it's very much this idea of do you follow your passions or do you stick to what, you know, what if you feel like you need to do out of kindness? If you put kindness first, do you put yourself mm. first? It's, it's a genuinely interesting dilemma. It's a yeah. simple dilemma. It's a dilemma that's obviously not anything groundbreaking, anything new. No, it's but literally it's a, a remake yeah. of a French film. But it's interesting. Exactly. Yeah. And Amelia Jones obviously kills it. Fantastic actress. Can't wait for an Oscar. Um, but the supporting actors are really good. Troy Kotzer, um is the dad, is fantastic. Um, in particular, the film's really funny. Really funny. Like, it doesn't decide, it doesn't like spend all its time being like depressing and sad. The deaf family are genuinely hilarious mm. in it. And they use actual deaf actors. Oh, that's so, good. Yeah. Shout that's, out. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Absolute shout out. Um, and I, I don't know whether or not this was... I, I watched it without subtitles. Mm. So the deaf language, I didn't know what they were saying. Um, I don't know whether or not that's like was what was intended or whether or not. But that that's how I watched it. That was actually... I would say that's probably better. It added a lot actually, to it. Yeah. Um, it added, and you can, you can still obviously tell what's going on without even knowing sign language. Mm. But um, there's particularly one scene at the very end of the film, which is the final... I, I, I don't care. I'm happy to spoil the scene because it's not a scene that, rela- that needs it to work. Coda's not really a film of spoilers, though. Exactly. Even, is it? It's more of a, just a standard like drama. And what, what happens is the performance. Yeah. It's the singing performance from Amelia Jones' character. Mm. Obviously, the deaf family go. They can't hear what she's saying. Mm-hmm. So what the film does is she starts singing and then it cuts the deaf family's perspective. Oh, so it's completely silent. Yeah. Okay. While you watch the deaf family try and understand how good she is from looking at everyone else's reactions. Oh. I'm getting a little emotional talking about it. That's okay. That's quite... It is... I can can imagine that being quite powerful. It's my favourite scene of the year. Straight up of anything. Even better than Titan fucking a car. Um, 
I mean, that's a close second. Close but... second, they'd be fucking <laughs> You'll see an irony there. Um, yeah, like, genuinely, that is... A f- it's a fantastic scene. It is... It is the perfect conclusion to that story. And it is... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kakoda is yeah. Fan- fantastic. It is... No, obviously, I'm kind of... I'm ever so biased. <laughs> ever so biased. But in terms of small independent dramas... I don't think they get any better than that. They, you know, they struggle to get better than this. Um, this film I saw early on in the year, and then it's just kind of been like throughout the entire year, I've been like, yeah, this is the film I want to champion. This is the film I want to be like, yeah, this yeah. film, if it gets nominated, when it gets nominated for Best Picture, I'll probably cry. He used to do a sequel now with blind people. And the deaf and the blind have to fight each other. <laughs> that's the plan. Look, as long as Amelia Jones in it. Amelia Jones, that's, that's all she, I get. she has to be like the, uh, there's like two Amelia Joneses now. They both they, they both exist. There's, yeah. There's basically now a million dollars for it's every single Spider Man no way home. <laughs> <laughs> there's a multiverse. <laughs> but yeah, Coda I can't recommend enough. It is yeah. if, it, interested in enough. if you don't yeah. mind like obviously a plot where you know where it's going. Then you, you know yeah, what the end is going good, to be. If it's, yeah, if it's like if it does but, it well, like yeah, you know, it it does yeah. that. It's got heart. It's if I was talking about like the rough but but like you know, sincere. Mm. Coda is. I mean, it's quite. It's smooth, but it is. If you if you see the rough part as the predictable plotting, then you stick with it because of its heart and how well it's done. Yeah, exactly. Is, yeah. I'm so happy I can put it on a list of my five favorite films of the year mm. because I was so excited for this film and it lived up to lived my expectations. Yeah. Like one hundred. It's probably the yeah. only film this year that did. Aside from actually, no, that's a that's a lie. Well, no. We'll get to the other two. They both surpassed my expectations. Okay. But this one definitely was like, I'm so happy that this film exists and this film's amazing. And when he gets nominated for an Oscar, there will be tears that day. <laughs> if Amelia Jones gets nominated for a BAFTA, you will not see me for another week. What would happen if she was nominated for the Oscar, but it went to like Jennifer Lawrence and don't look up? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want her to get nominated for the Oscar because I don't think I could handle her losing. <laughs> To fucking Nicole, I don't want to see <laughs> No, I couldn't. I couldn't live with that. But yeah, Coda, fantastic film. Genuinely fantastic film. More people need to see it. I will add it to my watch list. You need to. I will. I will. Just for Amelia Jones. Just for her. Just, just, just for, for just for Amelia Jones. Hi, Amelia Jones. If you see this, we love you. Hi, Amelia Jones. I don't think I've seen you in a single film. Uh, Horror Histories, the movie, is fantastic. Maybe I'll make that one my first. Horror Histories, not Coda. <laughs> Uh, she was the best part of Horrible Histories. I imagine she was. Bonkers film. She was the best part. Why, but I, I have to ask, why did you watch Horrible Histories, the movie, Rotten Romans? I know, you know, like the Odeon Limitless cards? Yeah. So I had one of those. I have one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I had one of those. So I was like, I, was, I went into Odeon and I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch two films today. I looked to see what was available and I was like, I think, I don't remember what was it with, but it was obviously like a really quiet weekend. If the films I want to see were Horrible Histories, the movie, and Angry Birds yeah. 2. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? How bad can it be? So I got back seat, like middle. Okay. And like, I got I just I got, I got that seat. Went and saw it by myself. Horrible Histories, the movie. Never seen Horrible Histories. Had no idea what it was about. No idea what was going on. Sat there. Amelia Jones appears on my screen. Oh, wow. This is my new favorite film of all time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. My number three, yeah, is Bo Burnham inside. Yes. So yes. A little backstory. 
Okay. I love Bill Burnham. Yeah. Uh, I discovered Bill Burnham back, I think it was just after he released What? Okay. His, his 2013 show. It was just after that mm-hmm. I discovered him. Um, and I just fucking, oh my god, like, I just was absolutely, like, in love with, like, his, you know, with just the way, like, you know, his comedy was up my street, but also yeah. his music was, like, genuinely, like, really funny, mm. but also had, like, really nice, like, points as well, and then he made Make Happy, which was kind of, like, a completely different, like, direction yeah. for his comedy, it was a lot more, like, personal, and I remember watching that, and, again, also just finding that incredible, and then he took a break. Yes. From stand up for a while because it was given him panic attacks, like mm. serious, serious panic attacks. Yeah. Jordan Watt, I think, was when. So he made Make Happy as kind of a response to that. And then to be, you know, he didn't do much for a while. He was in uh, Promising Young Woman. Didn't you? Uh, he directed a fucking film. Shit, yeah, he did, didn't he? I totally. No, but okay. No, no, but what I mean is like, but like, he, he directed a film. And he was supposed to be a woman, but like yeah. around that, he wasn't like. Because I think he said he specifically said he was going to do more acting. Yeah. When he said he he wasn't in much other than promising a young woman, like mm. you could, he, could he, he directed Eighth Grade, which I actually still haven't seen Eighth Grade yet. I don't know how I haven't. I don't know why that it's just completely. No, it's solid. like um, it's like my my um, flatmate um, Alicia, who like she loves Bo Burnham. She maybe she got me to watch the entirety of Zack Stone. Hmm. And then was and then she hasn't hasn't seen eighth grade. And yeah, it's like how have you not? I don't, I, 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 don't know, I don't know how I haven't seen it. I don't it's know so how good. it's just. So good. I, I I think I was gonna try and see it in cinemas, but then they released it the same day over here as Endgame. <laughs> Course, <laughs> which was like I, I think I just was like oh I'll see it in the cinema and I just it just never happened. I just never saw it. I have no. no idea why. No, no. I I, I keep saying to myself I need to watch it. I you don't do. know why I haven't. You do. You do. Go but, go and watch it right now. I'm going to try and watch it soon. Go I'm going to try. But, but inside, inside. But yeah, so eventually on his Instagram, he just posts like a picture of a door. <laughs> like yeah. with no, no caption. It was a bit like a... <gasps> like it was like, oh, what the fuck's he doing? Like, yeah, um, nice. At first, what, I was like... What the fuck? Nice. <laughs> pun. <laughs> not intended. <laughs> it's not just going to be a pun out every time I say what? <laughs> like, Aha! Nice. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think that really like, makes me happy. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know what it was going to be. And. <sighs> Fuck me. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, we're going insane. We're going insane. Too many good movies. Um, spent too much time inside. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop, please. I beg. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. For the eighth time, let's do it. You need to mention Grace. <laughs> um, yeah, so mm. he released a tease, and I didn't know what it was going to be. I, I was thinking like a new, a new stand-up special. <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, I was like, you see that, or maybe maybe Zach Stone season two. Mm. I was on MTV and yeah, killed yeah, yeah. it with like you know, um, but no, it was a new stand-up special. Yeah, but it wasn't like with an audience. It was just completely in one room. Yeah. He was staying inside. Um, and yeah, so but it was like, so I obviously couldn't wait. Yes. I was like, oh my God, the new special. Uh, the moment it hit Netflix, it I immediately put it on. Like I was waiting for it. Yeah. And, like, ah. and it came on. And I remember like watching it and like, 
I, I was like, it ended, and I was like, I loved it. But like, it was one of the way I had to kind of like sit on it for a little bit. Yes. Because yeah. it was so overwhelming in the sense of like, there's so much in that. Mm. There's a lot of like great music, you know, really nice, like funny, like jokes and stuff. And it, it is very funny. It's got jokes. It's got jokes. <laughs> it's got jokes. But no, like, it was really funny, but mm. it also is incredibly sad. Yeah. In some parts and incredibly upsetting. Because... I watched it twice in one day and I think mm. I cried a lot that day. Yeah, it's really. I got very close to crying. Mm. I, and I ended up not, but I remember. Fuck me, this is like really heavy. Like, it's also, it's simultaneously the saddest thing I've ever seen, funniest thing I've ever seen, yeah. but also the most inspiring thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Because Bo Burnham, he, if he can do that by himself mm. in one room, then why haven't I? And so I did. Mm. Yeah. And so I made, like, because yeah. of that film and because of watching that, I made a short film that was all in one room using, yeah. like, Bo Burnham style, like, very much well, yeah, well, yeah, and that's, and that's the thing because it, it, it's the film's very much a rough, yeah. Like it's literally just it doesn't really have again like, like a like it doesn't really have much of like a rhythm mm. to it. It's kind of just out of order. This was what he was doing. Lost a Hamilton. Can... <laughs> what? It lost a Hamilton at the Emmys. Shit! It did, didn't it? It lost a Hamilton. Lin Manuel Miranda needs to be stopped. He literally does. He needs Vivo. To be stopped. Encanto. Um, Encanto. We don't talk about, about Bruno. Bruno. Um, Everyone's fucking singing that. I know. I don't get it. I know. I don't it's, get it. Genuinely, I was watching Encanto and it got to We Don't Talk About Bruno and I literally said, I think the words I literally said afterwards were, I'm underwhelmed. <laughs> underwhelmed? I'm very underwhelmed. Because everyone was building up saying, all the different styles in the song are insane. So I was expecting like heavy metal. <laughs> so just an opera. It's just they just talk slightly faster. It's just different speeds. It's the same thing. It's just different speeds. Like, yeah, so... Anyway, Bo Burnham. <laughs> um, yeah. What do you have to say about Bo Burnham? Bo Burnham inside. What do you have to say? These jokes really make me happy. Oh my god. <laughs> I actually regret. I actually regret bringing this up now. Um, yeah, but no, it's really funny. Yes. Um, it's just, you know, it's really funny, but yeah, it is just incredibly sad. And like, yeah. You know, it's sort of like, you know, um, that funny feeling is an incredible yes. song. It's a really just amazing song. Yeah. Um, All Eyes on Me as well. Yeah. It's really good. Um, the ending song. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of just all of them kind of put together. I. Like, there's so many different moments of Inside that just hit me so, like, that were just kind mm. of, like, I'm so fascinated by Inside as, as an actual creation. Yeah, like, it's one of those, like, and it's it's weird that I'm saying that about a comedy special. Yes. Because, like, you know, a comedy special is usually someone goes up and goes, I'm going to tell some jokes. And, like, that's typically My mother-in-law. Yeah, yeah, you know, what's the deal with airline food? Like, you know, like... No, exactly. Like, you know, it, it's very, it's, like, simple. Mm. Like, whereas this, like... It's weird, like, I watched it, I was like, I just did not expect it to be the way it was. Mm. And, like, you know, um, it's just, it's incredible. I mean, I don't think he's, I, I don't think he's going to do any more stand-up now. I feel like... I don't, yeah. I feel like he might not, because I feel like he needs to do this to get it out of his system. Mm. I don't know if he will. I would obviously love if he did. I'd never but, say never, but I definitely don't think it's going to be any soon. 
No, yeah, I, I feel like... If anything, I, yeah. watching Inside makes me want to see him direct another film. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'd prefer to see him do, like, something else. Maybe he needs... He, needs, um, he wrote a film a while ago called, like, Fat Chick Gay Kid. Or something. Like, I kind of want him to do that. Go on. Yeah, might as well. Yeah. Either I'll like, just get him to direct a Marvel movie, just for the crack. Let's, let's, let's burn his talents on a Marvel got, movie. He's, he's got to direct fucking um, Eternals 2. <laughs> You know what? That, that's, that's, that's the thing that would make me go see that movie. Yeah. Even it's, if there's no identity, you would not know it's a Bob Burnham film. <laughs> would not know. It's he's talented though. Yeah, I, he's I, incredible. Like he's an incredible comedian. Could yeah. it be? Could it be? The thing is, like as well with Bob Burnham is that I like a lot of these comedy specials that have been released over, like where they do try and take a bit more of a like a serious angle. Yeah. But I think sometimes some of them forget. That they're meant to be funny. Yes. At the same time, and yes, it's like they focus too much on this, like particularly, but we're trying to be serious. We're yes. trying to be anti-comedy. Whereas like Bob Burnham's like he will do that, but then he will make you laugh immediately afterwards. No. Or he will make a song that's talking about how depressed he is, but you'll be laughing at it. Yes. But like, but that's the intent, and that's kind of he's doing it deliberately in a yeah. way where it, it hits patterns, but hits more because. He's very deliberate on how the tone of what he wants to set. And yeah, it's just, it, it was one of those, like, I was not disappointed at all. But no, it was one of those where I had to, like, let it sit for a while. And I was like, once it got to the end, I was like, yeah, I, I had, like, a shower afterwards. After I watched it, I was like, kind of just, like, sitting there. I was just like, fuck. Yeah. Like, it was one of them where, like, I really had to let it sit there for a while. But no, it is. It was just absolutely fantastic. I just it's brilliant. It. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's incredible. Yeah. Dune. 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 I liked Dune. Mm, I thought it was... Boy. I thought it was good. <laughs> I went into Dune. Denis Villeneuve... Denis Villeneuve? Denis Villeneuve? Denis... I, I say... I say... Um, how do I say it? <laughs> how do I say it? Because I say it in a bunch of different ways. I usually say like Denis Villeneuve. Sure, that I one. say that. Um, I, say, I, I see some people say like Denny, Denny Villeneuve. Um, <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> like, <laughs> who says it like that? I've never been the biggest fan of his. I've liked his films, but okay. I, I've I've never had one where I've been like, ooh, boner. See, I'm the opposite. Yeah, he's actually one of my favorite directors. Mm, I mm. love him. Like Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I love cool. Prisoners. Prisoners is. Fuck I love. Me. I haven't seen Sicario. Um, oh, I love. I, I think I haven't seen Enemy. Arrival, I think, is good, mm. and so with Blade Runner, I think both of them are good. Poly Polytechnique and Ascendies as well. I need to see those. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so I kind of went into Dune, going. I know everyone's hyping this up, and I know this. I know people are like saying, you know, oh, they they love this. Mm. I will see. Mm. I don't have any expectations. I will see. If, like, yeah, I'm just kind of curious. Mm. Um, and what would you know? I loved it. I really, really, really loved it. I love being confused. Um, that's, that's my favorite emotion. And Dune definitely made me feel somewhat confused. But also, I disagree with people who say Dune's hard to follow. It's hard to follow if you're asleep. But... <laughs> If you're if you're passed out yeah. while you're watching it, yes, it's hard to follow. <laughs> but aside from that, like I went to see it with my sister, um, who's like sixteen or something, mm. and like she's like you know a Marvel fanatic, 
she she understood Dune. She was yeah, looking... it's. I would say it's not that hard to follow. No, it's, she was. I, I'd say it's. I'd say like, it's like, Blade Runner and Dune. Mm. I think are both quite like easy to follow. I feel yeah, like it's yeah, similar in that way. Yeah, I think Dune for me is the perfect blockbuster. Mm. Not quite perfect because I think the film definitely has um, has its problems, but I think it's, I think it has very little of them. Uh, the film is obviously one of the most beautiful films to come out yes. recently. Yes. And I 100% am of the opinion that every film should be made in a Dune style from now on. Um, they should all have soundtracks like Dune. They should all have soundtracks like Dune. Mm-hmm. And they should all just bagpipes. I think they use bagpipes Bagpipes like and a woman screaming. Yeah. yeah. We should have... You know, I'd be like, it's, there's so many films I think about now. I'd be like, what if they were done like Dune? Like, do Harry Potter but Dune. I... Okay, so I was looking forward to Dune. Yeah. And actually, because it's a new film from the guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I watched it. I was like, yeah, it was good. Yeah. That was it. I was kind of saying, yeah. And this is why I'm the reviewer. And that's that's my, like, probably... Now, granted, I would say over time, I'm liking it more. Good. And I think my main problem with the film was the fact that it essentially... It gives you blue balls. Yeah, and it kind of just doesn't end. Yeah. Now, my problem with that is, now, I don't mind it with a film like Lord of the Rings, mm. say, for example, like, which, you know. But the problem with that was because when I watched Dune, there was no guarantee that we were getting another one. See, this is the point that people make, and this is the point where I'm always like, well, <laughs> yeah, if Lord of the Rings flopped, but you wouldn't have got but, a new but when, one. But when you were making Lord of the Rings... They went. They committed to the full yeah, three, yeah. and like they were already making the second one, so it would have probably. I don't know what would have happened if it flopped, but I think it probably would have came out anyway, I purely just... because they already committed to it. See, this is like, the thing. I just don't get like. Obviously, like we didn't know for certain Doom's gonna get a, a Doom two, but yeah, I I don't think that like. It, it, you should still look at it. I think as a part one, even if even if there wasn't. Yeah, any, yeah. It's a film that was made as a part mm. one, so I felt like you should still see it as a part one. I think I think my problem as well is just how it because it's, it's like, called Dune Part One. It is, but the app, but the marketing doesn't call it that. And it's I think that's like, more of a slight on the market. Well, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And like, because yeah, 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 yeah. that because I was going to be like it, for example. Yeah, it's um, it's a part one. Yeah, and but they leave the part one for that is at the very end. Yes, but. If part one still works as a complete film, sure, that film was made and then they made part two mm. kind of immediately afterwards. But part one still works as its own thing. So let's say if it's hypothetically flopped, yeah, that could just come out and be like, okay, that's fine, I'm, I'm satisfied. Whereas one with, with Dune, at least in my eyes, was I watched it and I was like, this is this is a really good 50% of a film <laughs> where I was like, but I can 100% see my opinion change when part two actually comes out. Like 100% I can see. That's mm. why I, I kind of want to watch part one. I, I kind of want to do a double bill of it when it comes out. I'm hoping, oh, I'm hoping some cinemas when part two comes out, put them together. Dune. 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 <laughs> Dunes. <laughs> but I mean, Dune for me is just... So much of what I want in a blockbuster. No, it's it's, it's one of them. It's like there is the effects incredible. Yeah, like, I think a lot of the performances are great. I love Jason Momoa in it. For some reason, the one who really stood out to me was Josh Brolin. Yeah, he was good at it as well. Don't know why. I think he just had one line of something like that. I'm smiling, and I was like, <laughs> and then I was just kind of made the film for yeah. me. Um, the villain, 
Yeah. Um, floating Blood Man, yeah. I think is fantastic. He was, he was cool. <laughs> I like um, him. <laughs> honestly, they're not seeing. I think the um, it's Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah, she's good. Isn't she? She's fantastic. Uh, Zendaya is hot. <laughs> uh, she gets to be. Hot. Timothy Chalamet is. I I had to warm to his performance. He was okay. But I also completely understand who's playing the Messiah, and that's quite quite a difficult role to um, to be. Yeah, like I think I mean Grant as well. I know I think from what I know, I think part two he t- he kind of takes a backseat. Yeah. In the next one, because I think Zendaya kind of becomes the lead. I think mm. that's how the book goes. Is like a lot of it's because I think I think I assume with the book, there's probably a really clear midway point. Yeah. Which I think is why they've done it the way they have. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, um, no, no, like I think. Like, I I thought he was fine in it. Mm. I think I think for me it's like I, I I was cold on it. Yeah. But I think I could see myself like I like it more that I fought over it. That's fair. That's like, fair. I've like because I'm like okay like because I think now knowing that a part two coming, I kind of like it more. Yes. Like, okay. Now I know there's another one coming. Mm. Now I know I'm getting the rest of it. Yeah. I think also as well like you also just the idea of like I have to wait two years for the next one. Like I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with that, but I'm also like. But like, ah. I've been waiting for the same video game since I was like twelve. So which, I'm which which game? It's got a game in Azuma Eleven, Great Road of Heroes. I've been waiting for since I was twelve. Oh, I was gonna say like I thought, I thought, I thought you were gonna say like Beyond Good and Evil Two. Oh, absolutely and I was like, not. Oh, sorry, bro, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> I, was waiting, I, was waiting for, I was waiting for Kingdom Hearts Three for like my life. And you know what? Two fit that did come out. Mm. That actually did. See, so I can wait two years. I can happily wait two years for Dune. I can happily like Dune. Dune Two. I will say I was actually surprised by how well it's done. We'll be having this conversation again in two years when I tell you why Dune Two is the greatest film ever made. <laughs> I I like I genuinely was shocked at how well it's done. Yeah. Because I honestly expected it to be another Blade Runner. No, I know what you mean. It was just like a complete flop. Because Timothy Chalamet is an interesting effect on. Uh, that's what I mean. I I feel like he. I guess he probably was a big help in that. Ryan, Him and yeah, Zendaya. Ryan Gosling definitely is not the. He, he's our box office job, no. and I thought. Blade Runner might have been enough. No. I don't know. It, that's like relying on Matrix to be enough. But it if was. Any, if anything, less so. Yeah. Because I feel like Matrix is probably more ingrained in today's pop culture than Blade Although Runner Although Keanu Reeves would have been a good, you know, I feel I feel like Matrix should have been just released at another time. Yeah, oh yeah. I feel like that, that's probably what affected it. If it really well, say... Dune didn't have too much competition. No, Dune, yeah, because Dune, Dune came out, like, after Bond. Yeah, all that. it was the big tentpole. Yeah, like out. yeah, it was like in between. Like it is like the big tentpole. It was between Bond and Eternals. Yeah, so it had, it had like two weeks to itself. Yeah, exactly. So it was fine. Kind like, of just, yeah. yeah, it was. It was fine. And it's, I feel like it would have been more without HBO Max. Maybe a little, yes. little bit more. I don't like that because I think it's a film you need to see in cinemas. If not, just so you don't mm. get distracted. Yeah, I, I I do think that was probably the one film. That's probably why people are fucking saying people are watching Dune on their fucking smart fridges. And then, like, going to check on the baby every five minutes. And they're like, you know what? I just can't follow this film. Look, look. David Lynch once made a video talking about people on their telephones. And he called it such a sadness. And I agree. Do not watch films on your phone. No. I'm sorry. Just don't do it. Either watch films in cinemas or watch films on your smart fridge. Those are the only two fridge. options. Yeah, actually. Or, or your Tesla. Yeah. Watch them on your Tesla. Watch Definitely. them on the little screen in your car. Yeah. Um, or how about you just skip the middle step, watch them on your Apple Watches. Watch them on your Game Boy Advance. Watch them there. Load them into your DSi flip notes. You know my girlfriend, right? She yeah. told me, you know that from Gerald's game? Uh, yes. Yeah, she watched that on her Nintendo 3DS. 
I watched Spider-Man 2 on my PSP. No, you see, no, that's all right, though, because that, that, that had UMD. That was like, you know, that you know that UMD video. Mm, that shit mm. was amazing. I watched the South Park movie on that. Nice. That was incredible. Loved it. Transformers the movie as well. Watched it in there. But Gerald's game, the scene when you fucking... Imagine seeing that in, like, 3DS quality. Like, she told me that. I genuinely... I don't understand. That's so funny. Gerald's game. That's so mad. But, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, Dune was one of them. Like, you, you have to watch that in the cinema. Yeah. You have to. No, yeah, yeah. In IMAX, completely. ideally. Completely. Like, it's, it's just, yeah. It's brilliant. It's really, really brilliant. And it, I'm just so happy we have blockbusters we can think about now. Yeah. Instead of being Marvel, where you just kind of go, oh, sedaisies. With Dune, I spent, like, a so I genuinely got, like, back from watching Dune and spent two hours researching the um, religious context of Dune. Mm. Because I was just so interested in learning more about this film. Yeah, yeah. And just learning about the like the spiritual themes, the religious themes, yeah. the biblical themes. I've just said the word religious see, three see, different ways. And that's, and that's why I was shocked it done quite well. Yeah. I honestly, because in some ways to me, I think it's even less accessible than Blade Runner. No, completely. Blade Runner was actually pretty, I feel like Blade Runner was actually very simple to follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hard to follow as yeah. well. It's easy. Like, yeah. it's, you know, like, it's... It's more so that Blade Runner just takes its time mm. with that. Like, I mean, I love that for that reason. Yes. I fucking love. I mean, I I think Blade Runner is way better than Dune, personally. Interesting uh, opinion. Yeah, it's way better. No, that's fine. That's fine. But admittedly, Blade Runner, I just love that aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's probably why mm. I fucking love. That's better than the original. It's my hot take. Wow. Okay. Better I than the original. Don't agree with that. But you know what, Aaron, you're allowed to be wrong sometimes. What's your what's your number two? <laughs> so I can say that you're wrong. My number two is pig. I like pig. You like it? I like pig. Okay. Okay, okay. I don't have any strong feelings about pig. I like it. I think Nicolas Cage is fantastic. And then I just kind of go, yep. Yeah. Alright, next film. <laughs> so Pig was one of those films that like kinda just appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, oh, Nicolas Cage had a film about a pig. Yeah. But okay. Like, interesting. I was expecting it, admittedly, to be another John Wick yeah. kind of thing. I didn't watch the trailer for it. Yeah. And I typically don't watch trailers. I try not to. But um, I was like, okay. But admittedly, I was also like, mm, Neon is releasing it. And they're quite an indie distributor. And they release weird stuff. They're a bit like A24. I, yeah. think, I think it's a way to better. Um, A24 is overrated. But that's that's a conversation yeah. for a different video. Neon, neon again, way better than them. Now. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, at least it, 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 at least neon want to release a film that's not censored, like fucking like what they tried to do with Pleasure. Oh yeah, yeah. Did, did you hear about that fucking? What? Pleasure was a film that A twenty four picked up. From yeah, Sundance last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I know. It, it's something like the porn industry. A twenty four tried to cut the film to be rated R, um, which the director like. I think the rest must have been like, no, what are you doing? Don't. So I think they left A24 and Neon took it on and we're like, we'll release it like full NT17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, they're better. They're yeah, better now. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're way fucking better now. But yeah, so I saw that I was like, okay, they're releasing it. So I'm like, is it going to be a John Wick kind of film? What is it like something else? And then I saw a few people saying like, it's not like you think. Like, it's not, you know. So I was like, okay, mm. okay. So I watched it one night. Uh, I cried when I watched it. Nice. Uh, I just didn't expect to love it as much as it did. Yeah. I think what I love about it is it's so simple. Yeah. Like, a bit like coded a little bit where it's just, he's lost his pig, so he's going around with, you know, the fucking guy from Hereditary, 
just walking around with him in the city trying to find a pig. But yeah. while he's doing that, he's also looking at his past. Yeah. Basically. Dead simple. But I just, yeah, I mean, I feel a lot of it's Nicolas Cage. It's one of the best performances I think he's ever had. Might be his best for me, personally. He's yeah. fucking incredible in it. That's fair. Like that scene in the restaurant when he's talking to the fucking guy in that. Like, it's so, so good. Yeah. The end, the last like 10 minutes mm. when he just fucking, like, he's incredible. Like, because he doesn't, because Nicolas Cage is a fantastic actor. Yes. He is. And I, I hate that people don't realise that. Same with Adam Sandler. No, I, really. no, he 100% is really? a fantastic actor. But what it is, like, Nicolas Cage, he's in a lot of shit films. Mm. Admittedly, he gives it his all in those films. Yes. He does He does try. Really yeah, like, you know, it's like, yeah, like, those films are shit. No, but, really. he, but he's not shitting them. He's trying. Yes. Like, he gives the. He gives. He, he's not like Bruce Willis. Yes. He fucking goes in, gives them nothing. You know, Bruce Willis is about, like, seven films this year. Yeah, and he probably. And he put, and then all the posters are going to be the exact same. Genuinely, they all look like made lens. up. Yeah, they look like Photoshop yeah. Bruce Willis. Posters. Well, because funny enough, they use the same pose of him in a bunch of these posters for them because because he won't do any photo shoots. He won't do them, so they have to keep using the same picture of, of like won't. Bruce Willis with a gun. <laughs> like, of course, of <laughs> they have course. to keep using it. It's terrible. Of course, yeah, because he's oh, I understand them, but like. But like Nicolas Cage, like you know, he does try in everything yeah. that he does. Even even the worst films he's in, he gives he gives a good performance yeah. because he tries and he, he genuinely he, he he does treat a lot of these like directors with respect because like you know even cause I think he, he probably thinks to himself like yeah like these films might be shit, but some of these directors it's their first film yeah so I'll give them a good performance I'll listen to them he might be shit but that might be the that's just the director giving yeah. him a bit of a shitty direction, but Pig is like. He just gets to just be serious in a cage. And he's incredible when he does that. Yeah. And like, but even then, he's serious, but also, Pig is really funny. Yeah. I was surprised by that. It's a really funny film. Like, the guy from Renshia, is it Nat or Alex Wolf? The two the two identical brothers. I don't know which one's which. I think it's Alex. Yeah. I think that, that the, feels right. The guy from Renshia is also in Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> he's really funny in it. Yeah. But he's also got like some bits as well, which are quite emotional. And, like, you know, he's got his own, like, shit that he deals with with Nicolas Cage's character. And just, yeah, it's one of those films, like, it's... I just watched it, and at the end, I was like, wow. I was yeah, just completely blown away. And, but admittedly, it's a film, it's my kind of film. Yes. Like, and it's exactly the film I kind of like. It's short and sweet as well. It's like, 90 minutes. Yeah. I love films like that. Like, that just get to the point. And I don't mind a slow film. Absolutely not. But I do lean more towards a film like that, that gets to the point but doesn't sacrifice anything. Yes. Doesn't sacrifice any nuance or character or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, yeah. But you know what is really sad? What? The guy who directed Pig is apparently directing the Quiet Place spin-off. I saw that. I'm... Yeah. I, um... I mean, I like A Quiet Place. Yes. So, um... I'm okay. Like, if they give him full control... But I don't know. Because to be fair, the guy who was directed before him was Jeff Nichols. Now, Jeff Nichols is... He, I feel like he actually was perfect for it. Yeah. Because he done like Midnight Special. Mm-hmm. Which which I... And that's kind of what I was thinking. Is it going to be that kind of thing, maybe? Oh, like Take Shelter. Yeah. Or something like, I was like, okay. Like, I actually think he's quite a good fit. For like a more indie... I mean, we don't... I, we have no idea what this spinoff is. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, is yeah. it like... You know, I wouldn't mind if it is something completely different. So that does depress me a little bit. 
But I'm hoping either he's doing this for the money, like Barry Jenkins is for Lion King 2. Oh my god. Yep. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, he's directing that. I, I assume he's doing that for the money. He has to be. He has to be doing that for the money. I What is that film going to be? Why is he? Is it going to be based on the Lion King 2 directed DVD movie? It better be based on Lion King 1 and a half. One and a half. Is it 1 and a half or 1 and a third? I think it's one and a half. It's one and a half. I don't, I don't know. One and a third wouldn't make sense. One and a half makes perfect sense. I don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's one and a half. But I think but I think it was because they still wanted to have like a three in there somehow. Yeah. Is it one and a half? I think it's I'm sure it's either, it's either one and a half or one third. And I think I think I'm if I remember right, unless it's some like Mandela effect, they tried to get like the they still want to get that part in there. But it's Lion King one and a half, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Throw away and I'm getting one of the fears from a, I think it's mad that I'll reflect in the again. <laughs> but, no, nah, I'm sure he'll kill the Quiet Place spin-off. I'm sure I think he will. I think that be the best you know, Quiet Place film. I think I could It be. will be. It we, will have, be. we have no idea. I mean, because I... Uh, I mean, quick side, it's 2021, so it's still relevant. I thought Quiet Place 2 was okay. Mm-hmm. I, it was fine. I liked it. So yeah. I, I gave it like a three and a half. I was like, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, okay. Perfectly fine films, like just have on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I watched it in a cinema, but like I was like, yeah, like it's just well tell you. Keep it on. It's, it's good. You. There's some really good like bits in it. Kelly no, Murphy was good in it. I think my problem with that one was like it didn't it didn't like progress. Yes. Like it carries ends the same way. Also the ending in that film was really abrupt. Yeah. Like I remember the end, I was like, Oh, it's finished. Yeah. Like it ends like I get you. Like I remember like, I was so shocked that it was the end. Not because I was because the first one has an admit I love the ending to that. Mm. Like I, I was like, that's fucking sick. Like that gave me like a probably like a adrenaline rush, like when I watched it. But then that one was like, oh, okay. It's finished. I quiet place sure. You know what? Spin offs, sure. Mm. Give me sure, why not? Yeah, like I I do think the wearing the premise a little thin. It's cause it's not the most intricate. There's not really much you can do. No. Well, it's because he wasn't... It's just people surviving, isn't it? Gotta be quiet, guys. Like, that's it. Like, that's all it is. Yeah. I mean, there were some interesting ideas in the second one. Yeah. Like, but that, like, like you know, they're like, oh, like, here's this place that still has electricity and, you know, because it's, like, away from everywhere. It's, like, a, this, like, totally deserted island where everyone's, like, in this, like, happy little town and then it gets blown to fucking bits in, like, ten minutes. Like, so this whole... Bit was basically just wasted because yeah. then eventually the monsters are on there because like, one of them like snuck on like it's always, like it's like it's like always. the lost world <laughs> like uh, but uh, yeah like I I don't know part like part of it was like it was one of those where I was like yeah but anyway I was like but I hope I hope he is good for that yeah we'll see it just brings Nicolas Cage it's just it's just pig again I would love that <laughs> a quiet a quiet pig. <laughs> <laughs> number one. But my number one film okay. of the year Drumroll. is West Side Story. Oh, the new Stevie G, Stevie G joints. <laughs> Stevie G, it's not Stevie G. Stevie S. Stevie, yeah, Stevie. The new Stevie S. Joints. I've never been too fond of Steven Spielberg, to be honest. Like all this film, I mean, yeah. he, did, he did Ready Player One. What are you talking about? Brilliant film. Sorry, bro. The best film. The best film ever made. Cheer the shit, Alicia. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Reddit, he did. Um, I, I like like Catch Me. I love Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, uh, there there are Steven Spielberg's films I love. 
Yeah, like he's obviously Jaws. He's yeah, he's obviously man. fantastic. Obviously, he's a great director, but I think it's more so. I think his recent output's really lazy. Yeah, and I've never really had a Steven Spielberg film where I've been like, yes, that, all of that, in my face right now. Uh, I've never had one of those um, until now, where this is my favorite film since like 2017, probably. Um, since like 24 frames. Yeah, that feels fair. Um, West Side Story is. It's obviously a remake. I haven't seen the original. Neither have I. I've not seen either. I don't know why I haven't seen the original, to be honest. Because it's always been filmed like, this is so aggressively my thing. Mm. But I just haven't for some reason. Yeah. But that's fine. Um, because I saw, it, it meant that I saw this remake in fresh eyes. Mm-hmm. Which is good. Because it is very, very, very good. Steven Spielberg knows how to manhandle a camera. <laughs> And that man yeah, can manhandle the camera like no one's business. There's some of the shots I've seen in the trailers are kind of cool. Mm. I like, I like, it's like a shot of like a gun. Yeah, just like imagine that, cool. that level of shot throughout yeah. the entire film for like two and a half hours. Mm. Meanwhile, I'm wanking in the, in the back of the cinema to, to any shot in the film. <laughs> the yeah. performances are brilliant. People say Ansel Elgort breaks the film with his performance. I disagree. I think he's. I think he's. Oh good. yeah. He breaks the film with his morality. He breaks the film for being a fucking pev. <laughs> yeah, but his performance is fine. Yeah. Uh, the film is fantastic. Mm. Rachel Zegler is a genuine talent. Um, mm. genuinely fantastic. Um, I think it's Ariana DeVos. DeVos, the girl who plays Anita, fantastic. Um, Mike Faced is fantastic. Everyone's fantastic. It's the. A, my favourite, like, cast. Yeah. Of, yeah. If, if Amelia Jones were in there, it would be perfect. Yeah. Um, but genuinely, it's it's brilliant. Like, the musical numbers, are t- it feels like Steven Spielberg's been wanting to direct a musical his entire life. I think he's literally said that. We yeah. as well, yeah. He's because, like, for a while. Every, it feels like he, he, you know, he takes these musical numbers and he's like, what can I slap in here? What mm-hmm. techniques can I use? What kind of cool, interesting stuff can I do? How can I stage it? And it, just everything feels so alive. It's so beautiful. It's mm-hmm. so brilliant it's so funny um there's like a police station bit which is just so like genius brilliant and fun mm. and the whole film it's like so engaging and everything and it's just the uh, ah ah there's one particular shot with a puddle um that is one of my favorite probably my favorite shot of the entire year mm. just straight up and um the musical numbers mm-hmm yeah um, obviously the songs obviously the songs are really good it's West Side Story obviously the songs are really good um, Maria 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 yeah I want to live in America that's the only song America. I know um, it's it's how is that song in the film really good is it yeah because really that, that, that's like the only that's the only one really I know <laughs> the musical numbers are really really good mm-hmm. um, it's long mm-hmm. that's the only thing I have against it is it's Probably then again, the originals, long. the originals long as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I, I don't know. I, I obviously haven't seen that at all. But I think from what I know, I think people said like this one's closer to the Broadway version. That makes sense. Than I think the original was. I think there's probably would I say it's one. No, I think I don't know. The musical numbers are where it shines the most. Mm. Um, there's might maybe won't be one too many musical numbers, just in terms of the overall length of the film. Mm. But aside from that, the pacing's really really solid. Mm. Um, and the film is is genuinely fantastic. I went, I saw it in cinemas. Uh, definitely worth risking COVID for. Um, it is. There's a phone ringing in the background. We'll ignore that. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a genuinely. It's it's, it's, a, it's a Christopher Nolan. 
It's Christopher Nolan calling it's like, it's like So you'll recommend West Side Story, but you won't recommend Tenet. Fuck you. <laughs> it's just, it is, it's... I, I know my top, my, like, two picks have been big, 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 you know, big films that, you know, I'm going on about. Oh, support indie, support independent cinema. And then I'm here. <laughs> Watches a Steven Spielberg Watching film. Steven Spielberg <laughs> and Dune. So I know I'm not really living up to my promises. Yeah, I am, though, on the other hand. You are. Not a brag. But genuinely, I think this year has been quite brilliant for mid-high-budget cinema. Um, yeah. Ignoring Marvel. Because even Zack Snyder's Justice League, um, the last the last duel, the, the films that they're putting money into, when they're not Marvel... Are really good. I think I think the problem is just that those aren't making money. <laughs> exactly. It's like they're good films, like you know, like mm. they're fantastic films, but then there's no money going into them. Well, exactly. Like they're just dying, and it's so sad. And so I think that like this year shows to me that like I definitely think 2020s made me miss these kind of films because like if I look at my favorite films of 2020, yeah, because um, my favorite films of 2020 were like The Father, Sound of Metal, and um, Straight Up, and um, Martin Eden. These much 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 smaller films they, my, my favorite films these year have generally been a lot bigger films because i think i've missed the sense of bigness in some ways that sense of yeah. scale that have kind of made me go this you know what yeah. cinema it's it's weird for me because like i kind of I, I feel like for me it's been the opposite yeah i feel like i've been more into the i feel like a lot of my stuff this year has been in it's been indie. yeah like obviously obviously the matrix yeah yeah, I mean, yeah yeah but you know matrix um Malignant to some extent, which although uh, I mean I I mean I guess that's definitely more mid like budget mm. but horror, but like but I find like a lot of the titles that I've been like looking at have been indie. A lot yeah. of my favorite stuff has been fucking it, small engine repair, like, whatever the hell that is. Small engine repair. Yeah. No one's fucking seen it. <laughs> but no, like... it. no, that's definitely a, a thing. Next year, mm. I definitely want to try and make sure I'm watching a lot more. Do you know? I have been watching a lot of indies. I think I just want to make sure I'm watching more. Yeah. That's you know. what I'm like. Like I'm, I'm gonna watch the souvenir soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Souvenir one, part, yeah, part yeah. two is coming out. Um, souvenir is class. I've never seen the original. It's good. It's um, good. But I saw the trailer for it. The before I saw it, the clip pizza, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna watch the original and I yeah. watch this one. Like this looks, this looks all right. It does look something I'd usually watch. But I was like, okay. I'll... 2022 is about me taking risks. Yeah, it's you know, it's a new me. You exactly. know, new I'm year, gonna new yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm maybe I'll watch a musical. No, I won't. <laughs> um, but you know, <laughs> so the thing is, I'm really into my big musicals. Um, yeah, Derek Dierer Hansen. No. I just I the only I just can't get into them. No, I, that's I, bad. But like, but then I'll be like, oh, I will watch musicals. Then I watch like Dancing in the Dark. <laughs> like, uh, no, like yeah, like I mean, La La Land is my favorite film of the last decade. Hmm. Like that is, I'm into these kind of musicals. Yeah, yeah. And um, West Side Story for me is like, yeah, that is it. It I knew it was gonna be my kind of film. Yeah, it yeah. was so obvious to tell. And yeah, because like it, it definitely, and I think as well, like even though I'm not really interested in it, I think there's a lot of passion that I've seen yeah. from Spielberg, and I think it's nice to see him do something that doesn't feel so BFG. Yeah, or The Post. Yeah, or Ready Player One. Bridge of Spies. Where it's just. Yeah, yeah, where it's just making these films and there's just I can't feel the like passion. Yeah. It's just like oh like You wonder what one. happened. Yeah. It's like where it's like I feel like with this one it's like no, like this feels like somebody's been wanting to make, whether it's a new West Side story or just a musical in general. No, I get you. Like, you know, whether like it's cause it is something that he's been wanting to do for years and I think he's he said that a lot. I think yeah. even like years ago he's been like, Yeah, he wants to do one one day he wants to do a musical. Yeah. I mean I don't know like what he's doing next. 
Uh, Actually, I do know. Isn't he making like his own version of Belfast, basically? Probably. Like, I know there's that in Indiana Jones 5. Is he? But he, he's not directing that. Is he not directing that's, that? That's uh, James Mangold, I think. Oh. Yeah, yeah, he's not doing it. I think I think Steven Spielberg's next film is like a semi-biographical. <gasps> what the hell are we doing? Where's King Richard? And where's Belfast? And where's um, where's the Oscars? Don't look up. Because... Anyway, speaking of um, Oscars... Speaking of, yeah, my number one yeah. is Don't Look Up. Psych! My number one film is... Titane. Oh. oh! Now, um... The most insane film, film of the year. Mm-hmm. Easily. Now, you see, I usually hate French people, but I will admit they went off on this one. Um, We're going to get cancelled one day. Yeah, 100 Fuck it. Um... <laughs> So, Detain was a film that I heard about. Yeah. When it premiered at Cannes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been telling you to watch this film quite You've also been, yeah. I, 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 it's, it's been on my radar. Like, yeah. Because, you know, I've seen Raw, which was that yeah. director's first film. Uh, and I really liked Raw. Yeah. Um, it was really, really good. Um, so, I was like, okay. Like, but I think what made me more curious, because I, I was like, okay, it's a new film. I'll watch it when it comes out. But then mm-hmm. it won. The Palm d'Or, which Somehow. I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, how did how did this yeah. win that? I like, I didn't know anything about the plot. Yes, so I was like, "Okay," I was like, "Okay, maybe I'll watch it, and then I'll, you know, maybe it'll change." But maybe I'll get it. Okay, now I understand. I still don't. No, I don't get it. I don't how get the it. fuck did that win? I don't get it at all. Was that just a slow year? For them, maybe, and he just didn't have much. I don't know. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it deserves it. No, yeah, yeah. It, it, it it's not that it doesn't deserve it. It's more so that they would never usually give that award to a film like that. Like, yeah, like, like, like it's mad. But yeah. it is one of the most bonkers out of this out of my mind films I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, it's it's so like basic. I mean, it's even hard to like, really describe what it's about. Yeah, because it's kind of just so it's about a, a woman who. Um, she gets to a car accident at a young age hmm. and then she basically has this like surgery in her brain and um and i guess what this thing has done it doesn't really it doesn't really help that no say doesn't no. really you know let's just you know and it's a couple of years later and she was in this car accident but she she's not scared of cars no, no. she no. loves cars she really loves cars. She maybe loves them a little bit too much. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. So she's been, you know. So she's doing all this, you know. She's she's loving, yeah. you know. She's loving all that. She's loving the cars. She works, you know. She's like modeling with these cars and like a. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's not like a strip club, but it kind of is. Yeah. But with like a lot of cars, and then she's also killing people. Yeah. Killing yeah. people in very specific ways. Mm-hmm. A way, you know, by stabbing them in the ear. Yes. Which uh, makes for a very gruesome film. Yes. Uh, eventually, she gets to a point where she can't really do the stabby stabs anymore. No. And she has to basically go off and run away. Mm-hmm. And then, so she ends up crossing paths with a firefighter. Mm-hmm. And then it goes kind of nuts from there. I'm, yeah, I, I, I'm hesitant to explain the plot after that because I that that to me is like I would not go any further than that yeah. that is like because I every time I've seen the plot described that's where people stop 
Yeah. That kind. Because, yeah, cause, like, to be fair, like, the film is kind of, like, split into two. Mm. Almost. Like, because that beginning bit before, like, for the firefight, so, like, lasts, like, quite a while. Yeah. So, the film, the first, like, 45 minutes of the film are, like, really graphic. Yes. Question. Did you find it funny? The first, like, 45 minutes. Which, so the first 45 minutes is up and... Like, okay, so, you know, like, so, you know, like, the scene when she's, um, making out with the, like, with the, with, like, the, like, the new, the new girl at that yeah. place. The one who had, like, the nipple, like, piercing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she kills a bunch of people in that yeah. building. When I went to go and see it, my audience laughed. <laughs> laughed within tears, and I admittedly was... I was laughing quite a bit as well because I thought a lot of that was actually really funny. I in a very dark way. Yeah. Like, like the whole like because of because basically she's just in this house. She's having to kill a bunch of people, but I'm like mm. keep it vaguely. Like, it's, it's not really spoilers, really. It's kind of just. But she kills one person, then there's another person, and then there's another person, and basically she thinks she's just killed one person, but there's like five or six people in this house. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I do think it's play, and it's a really funny scene to me. I like, I was like surprised, and I was laughing as hard as I was, because it's such a goofy scene. Yeah. And a, but then it's weird that like the film has such a contrasted tone, where you'll watch that, but then there'll be like a scene where I'm like, ah, fuck off, because like, of like the gore is like the body horror is one of the, probably the most effective body horror I've seen. It's insane. Like and... even, even little things like the thing of like when the well like the new girl are like this. Strip club car place gets a hair stuck. Yeah. And they're trying to get it out and she eventually just fucking rips the fucking hair out. That, I was like, ah! Like, that made me feel horrible. Yeah. And, like, there's so many scenes like that. Obviously, like, you know, one thing that I think I think Raw had as well is, like, this director really loves when people scratch your things. Scratch your things to a very uncomfortable degree. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that, yeah. There's nope. a lot of scenes like that. Um, nope. There's a lot of scenes where there's... It's really hard to explain this film because it's no, it so is. It fucking is. nuts. But also, it's weird to watch a film that's so gruesome and fucked up as Detain. Yeah. But that I watched it and at the end I was like, aww. <laughs> like, no, the ending is the ultimate aww. It's actually like, it's actually a really lovely ending. Yeah, Which yeah, is yeah, yeah, so yeah. weird to say, no, considering yeah. considering the type of film it is. I, like, and I won't spoil the end, but like the end that I watched, I was like, oh, yeah, I was actually like a really like, and I I hate using this word because I'm not a relative, but like wholesome. No, it's a really like lovely ending. Yeah, and like I was like, yeah, like that. And I think what I like about it is like it didn't bog itself down too much in that's just shock you. Mm. Like it shocked in the beginning a lot, but then I liked how it completely changes gears in the second yeah. half. Like, it completely tells it. It's almost like two films in one, but they go together really well. Yeah. Like, it's just, I just, everybody, it was like the last time we watched it that year. And I was just amazed by it. I was like, because I was expecting to like it. Because it was like, right, it's right on my alley. It's like, yeah. exactly the kind of stuff I enjoy, but like, I didn't expect to love it the way I did. No, I get like, you. Like, I really liked Raw, but this fucking knocks Raw right out of the water. Yeah. Like, it's not even close. Like, I, yeah. I'm like, officially, okay, like, this director, whatever she makes now, I'm on board. Yes. She's incredible. And no, like, she kills it. Yeah. I was, oh my it's God. It's fantastic. I still have no idea how it won that award. That's, it's mad to me that it did. I'm so annoyed it didn't get nominated for the Oscar. It's not even in the shortlist. No, that's what's fucking... It's not even in the shortlist. Yeah, it's like, you know, I was like, I was, I was like okay, it's probably not going to get nominated. It's too, mm. it's too weird for them. 
but the fans wasn't even in the shortlist. That's so sad. They obviously just completely because I was thinking, I was thinking that award at Cannes, that that's like kind of I feel like it's almost like a default, like that the Oscars at least give it more attention. Yeah. Because that's a pretty prestigious award for any yeah, film to get. Yeah, yeah. That's like the top award at the Cannes Festival, I think, mm. isn't it? Like that's like the. Well, at least every film... It, it's it, the biggest film festival award. Yeah, at least, like, when someone wins it, people are like, oh, yeah, exactly. this film won the so-and-so awards. Like, people pay attention. It's like when Joker won that... Um, Golden Lion. Yeah. Yeah, That yeah, was yeah. a pretty big deal. I was shocked yes. at that. Now, see, I, I love Joker, personally. We live in a society. Um, but, like... <laughs> no. But, like, I, mean, I was no. shocked at that. Yeah. Like, I could not believe... That it won that. No, I get you. Like it made me more excited for the film because, like, whoa, like what are people seeing in it? Like, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Because it won. Like, I was like, I was like, I was like, okay, it's playing in that show, but I was like, oh, we'll play it in, and then that's the end of it. Mm. But the fact it won that award, yeah, was insane because there was some pretty steep competition there, I think, as well. Yeah, if I remember right, there was some pretty good films that would have easily won it. But no, like the thing was one of those films that just yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised Oscar ignored it because Oscars ignore anything that's vaguely genre horror kind of stuff. Thanks, like, Oscars. Yeah. Even though Detain's not like a direct. Thanks, thanks for making it hard to support you. Yes. I don't even. I don't. Yeah, I don't give a shit about the Oscars anymore. I, I, I love the Oscars, but more from a betting standpoint than an actual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like um, you enjoy the game. I enjoy the game more yeah, than I, not the... I, I don't care. Like, if, if a film's an Oscar winning, I don't really. Like, obviously, I screamed when Parasite won. But that, yeah, that's but different. that was. Yeah, because that was more like for me. Like, I didn't expect that. Yeah, exactly. I was, I was like, okay. Parasite's got foreign language in the back. Yeah. It's easy. Because, yeah, you yeah, know, it's yeah, like, yeah. foreign language, Parasite, it's, you know, that was the biggest film. Like, uh, it was like, it's, it's, it's no real competition. They could just give exactly, it now. Because exactly. it was like, that was obviously going to win it. It, it, was, it was guaranteed to but win. But it was like, it won a like, director. And like, I think, did it win like, it, it, how many did it win? It was four, wasn't it? Yeah. It won writer, the... Um, original screenplay, director... Screenplay. Yeah. International and picture. Yeah, it's incredible. Like that. It's like mad. that was so. That was so amazing. And then, like you know, and then I think Nomadland was one like the next year. I was like, oh, okay. Like, uh, yeah, Nomadland. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. But thanks. I have. I have no idea what's gonna win it this year. We'll probably do a predictions episode. Yeah, we'll, and we'll do a reacting to it. Like yeah, yeah. We'll we'll probably do something when, yeah, when yeah, the yeah. Oscars come around. But yeah, but either way, like Tatane not being in there, a doesn't shock me. But B still really disappoints me. Yeah, completely. Just because I was like, you know, I was like, yeah, of course it's not gonna get in. But I was also like, but I wish, I wish there was at least some possibility that the Oscars understood yes. that that is a really good film. It should be there. No, completely. But I guess not. But it is a fantastic film. It's incredible. People need to watch the scene. It is. They do. Watch it, but don't like look into it if you yes. haven't like heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I haven't actually seen the trailer for it. Same. I, I don't curious. know. I'm curious what's in the trailer. Yeah, I'm curious as to how much that shows. The small, I'll say this as well, a quick aside. Small engine repair, do not watch the trailer for that film. Does it give it away? Yes. Okay, yeah. Gives it away, basically, from beginning to end. Genuinely, I, I mean, I, I think it's fair to say that all the films we've talked about today mm. are at the very least worth watching. Yeah, absolutely. Every every single one of these films, even if you don't like them, I'd still recommend giving them a go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like if you're gonna watch films from this year, I'd recommend watching these twenty. Yeah, at, at least watch them. Yeah, exactly. But um, I think that's a fair note to wrap up on. Yeah, that was a good one. That Hope you really guys enjoyed um, yeah, our best a, films of twenty twenty one. Yeah, this is the longest one as well. Two and a half hours. Fuck yeah! We did it. Let's go. We did it, Reddit. We did it, Reddit. <laughs> For all of you guys who complained about the first episode being too long. Did anyone complain about the episode being too long? I'm sure someone in their head did. 
Well, if you did, um, fuck you. Mm. We don't we don't listen to that. And also, um, this one's even longer, so enjoy. This one's even longer, so enjoy, enjoy. We made it, we made it just for you, <laughs> just for you. God, we'll go four hours next time. Literally, we'll just keep pushing the boundary out. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be there. We're gonna we're just gonna make Santa Santa Satan Santa yeah. We're just gonna make that, but in podcast form. We need to make a twenty-four hour podcast. Imagine the voice. Our voices would be bad. We would die. <laughs> we would just be on the floor by like hour five. <laughs> Um, but hopefully you guys enjoyed. Um, yeah. Um, do you want to like post our letterboxes as well, maybe? Yeah, letterbox be our yeah. 2021 list. Yeah, yeah. We both have them. If you want to see everything that we've seen, because technically mm. Detain's not my number one. It's Midnight Mass, but well, that's, that's a mini series. It's a mini series. It's a mini series. And if you but, want to see the actual you know. order, mine's because I I presented it in a weird order just because of based on what I wanted to talk about. So if you want to see my actual order, that's down mm-hmm. below. Um, and we'll see, um, you know if you're watching on Spotify, follow. You can rate us on Spotify now. Can you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. don't know that. Yeah. So rate it. us five stars us on five. Spotify. Yeah. Or else um, we'll punch you in the face. Yes, do not give us any lower than five. If you do, I know where you live. Exactly. I, I know live. where you bloody live. I live on your walls. Um, and make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, follow us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Follow us on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like, comment. Do everything. Share. Exactly. Know, do whatever you tell want. your mum. Yeah. Tell your dad. Tell your dad. Tell, tell your, your um, baby. Yeah. Tell your baby Annette. Tell your baby. <laughs> Tell um, tell your car, baby. Mm, uh, definitely tell your car mid intercourse. Yeah. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye. Maria. Maria. <laughs> Holy shit.